go ahead and hit record. Let's get this motherfucking video intro. Takes a little bit. Takes a little minute. Come on! Hey! This is the MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Boys, it's a big one, boys. It's a motherfucking big one. UFC 268 press conference was today. UFC 67 was great. That was a little bit of your international flavor. This seems mm-hmm. like a little bit of more of American card. I mean, I know I have some international people here, but I'm pumped up for numerous reasons. My guy, Kamar Usman, is in the main event. My personal friend, my real-life guy, is fighting, making his UFC debut. And I just look at this card and see dollar signs. I see motherfucking dollar signs. Let's kick it to the champ with that glorious mustache. By the way, I mean, calling this a mustache would be, you know, disrespectful. It's it, calling it a handlebar would be disrespectful. He makes Hulk Hogan look like a fucking jabroni. <laughs> Christian Costello, back to back champs. How you feeling about this card here? CC, what's up, man? Man, I love this card. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the one last week, but this is one. I, you know, the international ones are nice, but I mean, this thing is just—it's fun almost through the whole thing. I'm excited for it. I think I think almost everybody is. This yeah. is better than last week. Hundred percent better than last week. And last week delivered. I really like last week's card. It was the middle of the day. This is stripping back tonight, which is cool. Timba, how you feel about this card? I know you you have some write ups. You know, you do a little side hustle with this. Uh, you excited? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. It's uh, like Christian said, like top to bottom. This one's just, it's a banger throughout. You know, hey, we're not we're not dealing with crazy Russian dudes that every we've barely even ever heard of. Right, every and name's we, gonna be. Yeah, we've got a, a you know a low card with fucking raging Al and Quintus. So raging Al, that's that's, that's, a, that's that's a fun fight right there. All right, let's hop into mm-hmm. it, boys. Enough of the chit chat. Let's motherfucking go. First fight of the night. CJ, is that his name? CJ Vergara? Yeah, CJ Vergara versus Odie Osborne. Vergara is a plus 141 underdog. Odie Osborne's a minus 172. Uh, Vergara coming off the contender series. O- Osborne coming off a knockout loss to Manel Cop. Even though I'm really high on Cop, I was high on Osborne before. We'll kick it with my man CC. CC, who do you CC winning this fight? See what I did there? That's wordplay, people. That's fucking high class wordplay. Uh, this is a fun one to start off the card. I feel like it's been a while. I mean, earlier in the year, it was like, I'm like, just bet. I mean, whoever you pick in this, like, bet him to finish because that's how they, I mean, the first fight finished almost always. And I think even though it's 125, we're going to see a finish here. I mean, these guys are both wild. Uh, Osborne's a contender series guy, too, so I can't mm-hmm. just blindly fade him for that because I'm back to the contender series fade. Um so I'm actually going to go with Vergara here. I think Osborne is a little bit fragile. Um, you know, he beat, what's his name, Jerome Rivera. He's like 0-5 like in the UFC. Um, you know, but he's <laughs> lost to only Kopp and Kelleher. I, those are, I mean, those are whoever he lost to early on. But Kopp and Kelleher, and he was, looked okay against Kopp. Um, I think they're pretty equally matched. So, I mean, just... 
with that, I'm going to go with the dog. Good dog. Add a little something to the, to the production here. You know, we're an audio podcast, but I do want people to go visual. So some people were having hard to, to, uh, time to, um, see who we pick. We're just throwing that right there. A little CC head, hey. right, little CC head right down regard for the pick. Uh, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go here. Um, yeah, it's first Friday night. Uh, one of the fights that I think are very competitive. Both guys are finishers. Odie Osborne looked really smooth, but he he is shown to be hittable. Vergara didn't super impress me on the contender series. A lot of his finishes are from guys who aren't. I mean, he fin- he took out the trash essentially, right? He he finished guys he should have finished. Which is good. He is powerful. He is wild. He seems confident too. I, I followed. I went, took a little sneak at his IG. Seems like a confident young man. Took a fight relatively close after his contender series against Odie Osborne. Osborne coming off a knockout loss. Vagaras fought some good guys in the LFA. Has lost to him, but he has fought some good guys. And then Fury FC is the nice little, um, nice little uh, organization as well. Not as high as the LFA, but he's got some decent wins. Some of his wins are, are you know, the records are impressive. But again, he took out the trash. But first fight of the night. I'm good to go. I'm good to go Vergara as well. I'm going to go underdog. Start the night off right, plus 140. I think this line is should be maybe a little bit closer, um, but uh, I, I'll take plus 140 on Vergara. Uh, Timbo, what we doing here, man? What's up? I'm going Oppo, baby. I'm Ooh. going I'm going Oppo Field like fucking Freddie Freeman for the <laughs> world champion Braves, chop, man. Was it chop down or chop on? Chop on, baby. Chop on. Chop on. Um, yeah, Odie Osborne, I mean, he, he's, you know, obviously the, the Manel cop knockout was, uh, a little surprising, you know, cause we were used to seeing cop in, at least thus far in his UFC career, um, very tentative, very passive. And he goes out and sleeps in round one. Um, but you know, cop cop was a, a pretty high level talent over in uh one right he came from one championship yeah risen or one i think risen i think he came from risen risen yeah, yeah he's a champion so mm-hmm. uh you know i'm not i'm not gonna doubt too much of osborne from that um he's got a reach advantage i think you know if, if he can keep his distance and, and you know connect like he did on jerome rivera regardless of how stinky he is then uh he might be able to get a finish in this one so give me give me osborne Give me Osborne. We're a little split on that. I like it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And we got another banger here. Melsic Bogdak Cesarian. I don't, my tongue doesn't make these words. Minus 290 versus Bruno Souza. Plus 225. Another good fight here uh, in the 145 pound division. Melsic is a fantastic striker. Bruno Silva making his debut. 10 and 1 record. Um, I'll lead the dance here. Uh, listen, I dove deep in Bruno Silva. I wanted an underdog spot here. I did. I was hoping 10 and one Brazilian. I dove into his, his, his fights and he's a scrappy dude. He's good on the ground. He's a good finisher. Uh, somewhat. I mean, he's not like a super killer in there, but Melsic, as much as I want to dislike him because, you know, he, he I believe he's an Edmund, uh, Edmund Tavarian guy, but he's a killer on the feet. He, he, you know, he's a he's, he's nasty with his kicks, with his punches. Great striking. His cardio has held up so far, but that's obviously a big question if you're coming out of Glendale, Arizona, or excuse me, Glendale, California. Those guys have cardio issues. They've always had. So that's the big drawback from Melsic here is this cardio. And Bruno Silva puts a pace, but the Bruno, uh, excuse me, Silva, uh, there's too many Brunos. Bruno Souza, um, he's been dropped in a few fights too. He's been caught and he's rebounded back and, and, he, and he's came back and he's been five rounds. He's looked good in some decisions, but 
I think Melsic, if he catches you, it's it's fucking night night. You know what I mean? I think it's a problem. So I'm gonna go Melsic here. Uh minus two nineties, a little wide for me. And I, you know, I'm being really careful with my parlays nowadays. And I don't know enough about Melsic to really throw him in a parlay because you know you're trying to win parlays. This might be a good standalone. Let, let's take a shot on this young guy here. But I am impressed with his striking. And I think he's a he can be a real talent as long as he is he keeps it up right. And I think you know that camp scares me. Timbo, who you got here, bub? I'm gonna have to go with Melsic here as well. And um, I'm not shitting on Bruno Souza because I mean you you do see you know you look at his typology and he's got ten fight win streak. Five of those came from the LFA. He was the former uh, featherweight champ, right? Um, so I just think he he's got a tough. Uh, He's got a tough debut against Melsic. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, this guy's the real deal. He's you know well-rounded, really good on the feet. He's smart. You know, he, he's willing to do. You know, he's willing to do it all. He can, he can go to the ground. He can strike. So, uh, yeah, I think Souza's in for a, a tough night. So give me Melsic. Give you Melsic. Timbo's got Melsic. Christian Champ, Champ status here, babe. What we got? Yeah. I'm- Actually, pretty high on Melsic. I remember his first fight, I took him round one knockout and was like pretty confident what happened. It took him what, a minute or two into the second to actually get it. I was looking a little bit at Souza and I noticed he has a DQ win over Ann Hamill. I don't know if that was 12 to 6 elbows that he got it from. Um, but I am definitely going to go Melsic here. Um, it's kind of because you got a finisher versus. A I got the joke. I got the John Jones joke there. It took a second, <laughs> but I got you. Glad I was like. Sorry, right, I'm distracted. Know. I'm distracted. Good joke, Christian. I missed that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a finisher versus a non-finisher. I the under two and a half is a plus money, so I probably will just. I mean, I'm on Melsic, so I may just stab on that. Um, but yeah, I'm on him. Pretty confident. Uh, I mean, I, I I always say I respect LFA, so that's about the only. Yeah, LFA is a good organization. That's a clean sweep, boys. Last week, though, for the first time, I mean, I don't have the records to back this up. First time in a long time, we there was two fighters where we all were on the the, the side, and they both lost. It was Jan, and then someone else earlier on the card. I, I crazy I, name Michelle. That's the guy who won. Oh, yeah, Olsechuk. Yeah, Olsechuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the one of one of like the only dogs that won. I know someone else closed. Well, I mean, excuse me, Glover won. Olsechuk was a dog in my paper. Then I think he closed as an even. So Glover Teixeira was like really the only true dog to win, <clears throat> and he was like plus two hundred something. And then right before the main event, he went down to plus one eighty because a lot of people were trying to hedge out. Timbo, this is your fight here. You were. Talking about Jacoby earlier, Dustin Jacoby minus two ninety versus John Allen plus two twenty five. Justin Jacoby, I always want to say Justin Jacoby. I think he should change his name. Justin Jacoby's way better than Dustin Jacoby. Um, taking this fight on short notice, like he did his last fight, he's looked pretty good. John Allen hasn't had the best success in the UFC. Timbo, you were texting about this fight. Uh, who do you like here? And tell us why it's John Allen. It is not John Allen, as I'm sure you're aware of. Um, <laughs> Dustin Jacoby, man, just really flew, flown under the radar, I feel like. Um, you know, really – God, this dude's got a shit ton of experience. I think the I think the line is a lot bigger than this now. If I'm it probably mistaken. grew. Yeah, I, I, mean, I meant to clarify. Um, the line has grown. And another thing, too, if you're commenting on Twitter, it doesn't work for some reason. They switched Twitter – it used to be Periscope integrated with Twitter. Now it's Twitter Live. 
And I can't, uh, I just, I was what I was doing when Kristen told his awesome joke. I was trying to comment and nothing popped up. So if you're watching, switch over to YouTube so you can chat with us. But yes, the yeah, line. Streamyard's fucked, yeah. Yeah. So I got the line yesterday. So, uh, so, um, I'm sure it's gone up. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Timbo. It's, yeah, it's like 400. 400? Four, okay. Jeez. It yeah, it's huge, much. dude. I was okay. about to say. Okay. I was like, damn, if I can get Jacoby for 290, that'd right? be nice. A steal. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the line is, is shifting for a reason. You know, I think this fight must have been last minute. Um, I'm assuming Jacoby yeah. was already supposed to be on it. And it, it was supposed a, it was supposed to be Alexis Cammer from Ohio, Stipe's boy, mm. who looks like Jason Biggs from American Pie. He was supposed to fight. He fell out like a week ago, and Jacoby stepped up. And not not to get too far off topic, but sure. it, what happened? Wasn't Strickland supposed to have a fight on this too? Yeah, Sean and Strickland was supposed to like Luke Rockhold. And Rockhold fell off. Oh, that's right. Strickland's cornering. He's cornering my boy Chris. So he's in New York ah. looking to fight Dylan Dennis. <laughs> Strickland, you don't <laughs> listen. Awesome. He's one of those few guys I don't really want to talk shit about because he'll literally show up at your door and kill you. Like he's a fucking yeah. nut, man. He's crazy. Yeah. Back back to it though. Um, you know, Dustin Jacoby just turned into I mean, I think he always has been, but just an elite striker. Um you know, this dude finished the fucking Dennis Darren Stewart, which on the feet, you know, doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a tough son of a bitch. And he was able to kind of kind of run through him um, pretty fucking easily. Uh, you know, went to a decision draw with fucking Kutalaba, who's fucking violent in his own right. Um, yeah, I'm high on Dutch Jacoby here. So I'll, uh, I'll take him. Boom. CC champ, what do you got here, babe? Yeah, Jacoby's looked great since he came back. Where He went over to glory for a couple of years, didn't he? Um, yeah, he was I a kickboxer for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Christian fight was not very good. Um, that was the worst card of, I think, the entire year last year. This year, it's the worst one. I hated that. Oh, yeah. Rose uh, gone. Yeah. That's literally like, I think. It's a bad man event. Card. That was a bad man event. It's a bad card. I don't even know if there's a finish on it. Um, yeah. Jacoby is, I mean, he's good. He's looked great since he's been back. Um, I always think John Elon and Alan Patrick. I always mix those two up. Um, but yeah, Elon's lost to Slow Mike. Um, he's he's not very good. That's why this line has climbed up. He stinks. Hey, I'll give he's you one. Gonna, I'll give you one, uh, brother. This guy stinks. <laughs> give me one. I'll give you one. So I'm, I'm taking your leaning Jacoby here. Yeah. I, oh, this is the guy that yeah, I I'm picking Jacoby. Jacoby. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm good. I'll probably take like Jacoby inside the distance or something, just a little sprinkle. Um, gotcha. I don't think uh, Elon's not good. So yeah, John Allen, he, he had a split with Roman Delite, which was surprising. That was his last fight, and I remember thinking Roman was kind of the shit for a little bit. Um, John Allen, though, he, he's durable. He's tough. I don't, you know, Jacoby can hit hard, but he, you know, the, the Stewart, the knockout over the Stewart, it surprised me a little bit. Darren Stewart shouldn't be fighting at two hundred five. Um, but I don't see Justin right. Jacoby being this huge puncher. I like this fight to go to the decision. And it's crazy that it's this wide. I mean, I'm not going to go against my guy Timbo, who's confident. You know, I, I trust my guy Timbo's instincts. So I'm going to go uh, ju- uh, fuck Justin Jacoby's now what I'm calling it. Justin. Name. 
It's Justin with a J. There you go. Um, I just see this fight kind of being a grimy fight. I think Allen's going to want to clinch him, want to take him down. That's kind of the blueprint of Jacoby's career so far as you can get him like that. The Maxim Griffin fight kind of showed that, you know, he kind of took his foot off the pedal. A lot of people thought Maxim won that fight. Um, but he has come in on short notice and look good against Darren Stewart. He's doing it again against John Allen. I think John Allen's hittable. I think Jacoby can go up a, a round or two. And then um, his gas tank has, has has faltered in the past. Sometimes he looks good. Sometimes he doesn't. Allen can maybe turn it on with some grappling late in the fight. I see this fight going to the decision, but I'm I'm confident Jacoby. Not confident 400, though. I, I liked him at 294. No. 400 is high, so people are steaming this guy. Uh, and good for and for good reason, because I think it's a it's a good matchup for him. All right, next up. Probably the stink fest of this car. I think the rest it, of the fights are great. It's so bad. This fight, the stink fest, um, I believe Volante is now a slight favorite, but John Volante. Minus 120 versus Chris Baby Bear Fat Boy, whatever the fuck, Huggy Bear <laughs> nickname. Minus 105 Barnett. Um, yeah, John Vellante came out and said this is his last fight. And I saw a picture of him. I mean, it's not surprising, but I saw a picture of him in his re- uh, uh, Venom gear for, like, this car. And he's just, like, he's just kind of, like, not even flexing. He's just kind of doing this. And he's fat, obviously, and he just, just doesn't shave anymore. He's just, like, giving up. He's just, like... <laughs> All right, one more fight in my contract. I'm going to make like 50K, and I'm going to go retire. So this is a real stink fest. Christian, t- kick off this stink fest, bro. What do you got? Yeah, you know I love these kind of This fights. is this your is wheelhouse here. <laughs> this is where I make my money. Um, it's I think, you know, Barnett's going to be the faster fighter. I mean, he just looks more athletic. I think that fight against Rothwell is all people remember. But John Volante mm-hmm. is a middleweight. Like, this is not going to be the same thing where Volante's not going to be able to lay on him like like Rothwell was. And Rothwell's not bad. I mean, he's just off the juice now, so he's not a knockout threat, but he's still massive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever got a John Volante fight wrong. Let me just double check. No, because I've been against him since 2019. Check you out, dude. Check you. He's he's been checked out. He's... I mean, I people like when they talk about oh, he's Chris Weidman's training partner. It's like yeah. So fucking wild. Well, like, Chris Weidman left for South Carolina, and Volante had a kid and got married, and I think he has a real job too. I'm not sure what he does, but yeah, he's he's done. Like he's checked out, dude. Yeah, it's uh, I I I, I think yeah, I I don't know. I definitely take the over one and a half on this one. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be sloppy. Uh huh. Oh. I hope Bart that wins. I think he will. Um, I think he's the better fighter. I, they're both semi-athletic. Vontae's just—he just—he would have lost to—he would have lost to Ben Rothwell the same way. Give yeah. Barnett. He's plus, he's plus money now too. Who Barnett um, is? Yeah. The people were. Yeah. I saw like a, a, a best fight odds, like the tracking of Volante. I think at one point he hit minus one thirty. I was like, what? Is, what are people doing? So you, you're on you're on Barnett. Uh, listen, this is I'm not going to take too much time on this because there's so many more fights I want to talk about. I'll probably go an hour and a half on Chris Curtis alone. So um, keep it short and sweet. I'm on um, I'm on Barnett as well. Listen, I think he has knockout power. I think he's he he has heavyweight power. I don't think Volante does. Volante's always been like kind of a durable guy. Two hundred five at heavyweight is complete joke. He gasses out. I mean, he listen. He got boxed up by Jake Collier, who stinks. He quit in the weirdest choke against Maurice Green because he was tired. 
Uh, listen, this guy's checked out, and I can't believe he's the favorite here. Barnett looked terrible against Ben Rothwell, but Barnett's like 5'6", and Rothwell's like 10 foot tall. Um, this is going to be a lot more competitive for Barnett, and he's knocked out some good guys outside the UFC. This guy's been around for a while. A lot of the common man casuals is what some people would say. I'm not going to say that, but they don't know who Barnett is. I think this is a steal here if he's plus money. I had him at a pick him when I made this card. So this is an easy pick for me, Barnett. Uh, probably by knockout, too. I, I like the over over one and a half is what Christian said. I like it going a little bit longer. But Volante's going to get tired. He's going to want a cannoli. He's going to want to get out of there. Uh, give me Chris Barnett. Timbo. I got to say true to my guns here. I'm okay. going Volante, man. He's going out with the win. This is, this is last fight. Last retire, last fight before retirement. Yeah. No pressure. And uh, Barnett is just fucking fat in T-Rex arms. And, you know, get like, I don't know what fucking fight y'all saw against Ben Rothwell, but Ben Rothwell stinks. Yeah, he's not and, good. You know, it, was a, it was a putrid looking fight. Like, but- they were both gassed. Um, Bart, you know, what's up? What you, you know, no, you know what I'm really excited about is after Volante gets starts, your angry text messages about no, him because no, you not, are you I, are cut. I do not, I do not have expectations <laughs> okay. going in this fight. All right, Let, all right, let's be all right. Um, now if it's a if it's a fucking Russian or uh, like one of the Russians that get fucked up, then I'm gonna have some mean things to say. Okay, but. I've got very low expectations for Volante. I, I most likely won't even bet this fight. Yeah, um, I think I, I probably will. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's your floor. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. I was, was going to say, I mean, I, I, this is DFS speaking. This is a, uh, I think this does go to finish. So you do have to get one of these guys in there. Because Barnett, yeah. obviously, you know, he's fucking big as shit and he can hit like a truck. Like mm-hmm. if he hits you, you're going to get knocked out. I think Volante has a clear, you know, kind of a game plan to this just is to keep your distance, not get hit, clinch him up a little bit, like just like Ben Rothwell did and um, gas him out and, you don't gas out and then, right. uh, you know, get him in a fucking submission or something. Um, both right. of these guys absolutely fucking stink. They it's, stink. It's pathetic. And, and with, they're, the they're both plus 250 to win by knockout. So yeah. You it, get, the, uh, you'll get some – you get some good leverage Listen, there. Listen, I'm going to play by knockout, just hoping and praying that this doesn't go to decision because this is going to be maybe the worst fight in UFC history if it goes to decision. Dana White likes John Vellante. So this is in New York. Dana's like, let's give you one more. And we'll give you a guy who is fatter than you. You're going to have one round because John Vellante is going to come out and he's going to look pretty good for maybe a minute in that first round, right? His boxing is going to look okay. But I think Barnett, even though with his size, he's actually pretty athletic. He's he, he's good, and he's knocked out big boys at heavyweight too. So, Walt um, Harris, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm, on, uh, I'm on I'm uh, on I'm on Barnett. I can't I can't swear in, in, my opinion. In the Go ahead. Rothwell fight wasn't he doing like weird fucking like front flips? He pro- he's he's a wild man. He, he's he was trying people on the forums years ago when he first debuted in MMA. We're trying. He was a very big personality in Japan. People loved him, right? They tried to get him to the UFC. They tried to get him in strike force, whatever. He couldn't make 265. This dude was like 300 pounds doing like backflips and shit. So he's kind of that weird athlete. But, you know, he looked so bad in the in the uh, Rothwell fight. I think that's why this number's the way it is. But, God, dude, he's finding John Vellante. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I'm just... I oh God, it's just such a toilet bowl fight. It's a stink fest. It's bro. a stink fest. This fight, not a stink fest. Joel Williams plus two seventy. I'm sure that line's gone up. Uh, Ian Gary minus three fifty five, uh, and that is um, that is my guy. My not really my guy, but this is a guy I've had an eye on. So I believe I'm first here, right? If I'm not mistaken. 
I, I texted you guys earlier this week. Ian Gary was 320. So I've had my eye on this guy, Cage Warriors, Dublin guy for a while. And, you know, good-looking kid, good striker, uh, undefeated in Cage Warriors, was a former champion. And then his team left him right before he fought the t- for the title. And it became kind of news. I never really dug into it. And he got signed to the UFC. So now I dug into it, right? And I'm extremely confident Ian Gary. He's my pick. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. He's um well, that's not working. There it is. Uh, but he's got a little bit of ego issues, right? So he was he from he's from Dublin, doesn't train at SPG, trains at some gym called RK, some small little school where Chris Fields, former UFC fighter, ultimate fighter contestant, coached. They before his world title fight with Cage Words, they were like, You're no longer welcome here. Now, what we've known from MMA is coaches and everything. They get a nice little cut. This guy was the next big thing. He's great. Why are they going to fucking drop this guy? And he's acting like, you know, the UFC did a little promo on him earlier this week, and he's acting like he didn't know. Well, it's because he was an entitled prick. His coaches came out and said, this guy was treating us badly, treating our coaches badly. His chick, who's pretty hot, is his manager. And when she became his manager, that's when everything turned to shit. He's a very mm. e- ego. I saw an interview today just in writing. A lot of his answers were very ego-driven. He's a very confident, egotistical young man. And that could be a real downfall. Really, it could. In this sport of MMA, which is, to me, any athlete has to have an ego. But especially MMA, you're in there in your underwear fighting another man. You have to have some kind of confidence about you. So I like that about him. But when you become too much like that, it's a problem. So now he's at Sanford MMA, hopefully going down there with those sharks. He's getting humbled a little bit. Long story short, Ian Gary is an absolute stud. His cardio is great. His, his willingness to get hit, I don't like because Jordan Williams, to me, this seems like a, a walkover. Jordan Williams got hurt by fucking Mickey Gall. Him cutting to 170, being a diabetic, I think is a, a big mistake. But this guy's knocked out guys at 185. He has power in his hands. And Ian Gary does like to get hit a little bit, likes to mix it up. That's not going to stop me. I'm hearing Ian Gary. I think he was minus 375 last time I looked. Uh, I'm fucking pumped up for this fight. Pumped up for this debut. Again, I get googly eyes to the new guys. And boys, they're out today. They're fucking boo, 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 boo. They are out. Hubba, hubba. Timbo, what do you got? Uh, he, so he is my, he's minus 400 on DraftKings. Damn, I got. And, I, I um, looked today on FanDuel. He's minus 375, but he's climbing. You're right. Yeah, um, Jordan Williams stinks. I think this is a, a pretty good matchup for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about Gary other than the, what, what the hype has been this week, and it seems to be – you know, he's going to live up to it. Um, you know, I immediately think of Patty Pimblett. You know, these guys coming mm-hmm. over from Cage Warriors, coming over from – this guy's from Ireland too, right? Yeah, from Dublin, yeah. Or the, okay, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, they're following the footsteps of the GOAT, Conor McGregor. So, uh, yeah. UFC's setting him up. They know what they have with him, and they know what they have with Jordan Williams as well. And he's not something they give a shit about, and he can right. get KO'd and they'll move on from it. So, uh, yeah, give me Gary. There you go. Uh, that's my guy Timbo right there. Uh, Christian, you gonna go shit in my pie right here and tell me Gary stinks and you like Jordan Williams and shiitake pie? Uh, partially, I've been less than impressed with these Cage Warriors guys and anybody from SBG. Everybody from SBG. He's not. Now. He's not from SBG. Well, you said it. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. He was from such a small gym. There's only two gyms in Ireland, SBG and then whatever fuck he came from. So he probably walked around, was knocking heads around. The coach was like, buddy, you got to get out of here. 
You know what I mean? You outgrow your gym, so that's how I get to Florida. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, just the, you know, that that area of Europe as a whole, not been really impressed with the products. I mean, what Mason Jones scraped by in that last fight, and he was, I mean, maybe the most hyped. Obviously, Patty Plimble won. They set these guys up to win, and that's what they're doing here. Um, I mean, Jordan Williams did knock out RoboCop on the Contender mm-hmm. Series, and, you know, I'm pretty high on RoboCop. Um, I think the line is way off, so, I, I mean, I'm going to picky and Gary. Um, you know, I, I know what they're doing here. But uh, this is one betting wise. I'm definitely going to target the under because I think Jordan Williams does have power, especially mm-hmm. at 170. Um, yeah. I mean, he looked like shit against Mickey Gall. And I don't have diabetes, so I don't really know what that takes out of you. Like, if one way cut could be better or not. This line is way too wide for, you know, Jordan Williams has at least fought somebody. I don't know a single person who Ian Gary's fought. So, yeah. Um, be, I forgot about yeah. the RoboCop knockout. That's he knocked him out of the contender series at killer. 85. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I mean. He has power, but he's been knocked out by Dwight Grant in the regional scene. He's had a shot on the contender series, blew it, got a shot back. He's got an interesting story with the diabetic stuff. Uh, cutting the 170 to me, like, that's just not, like, I'm a kind of like, I'm not against weight cutting. I'm never going to be like, sure. I just feel like Frank Yeager fought better at 155 pounds. He just did. He was the smaller, faster guy that had wrestling. He had the better technique. 145, he never made the title. He had a couple title shots. At 35, I, you know, he's older now. But I think guys can should fight more naturally at their weight. Jordan Williams should not cut. Cut to 170. And listen, if you get rocked. And almost knocked out by Mickey Gall. I mean, what are we doing here? Jordan Williams has shown to have a great chin. He fought Nasrim Imanov uh, in his UFC debut after the Contender Series and, and took some shots and, and lost a close fight. Imanov gassed at the end of that. They both kind of did. But, yeah, he looked good in the Contender Series. But Ian Gary's sharp. His boxing is crisp. His punches are straight. He's a sharp kid. My only concern, though, is with the ego and the fact that his last fight in Cage Warriors was for the title and he, he fought with a bad PCL. He took some shots. He got cut up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't think you can take shots from Williams, who's, who's knocked out guys at uh, 185 pounds. That's my only concern. But other than that, I'm, I'm very confident in Gary. Very excited to see him in the UFC. Uh, and, and we all nailed it. I mean, we all said it. The, the UFC is setting him up for this because – you know, he idolizes Connor. He he started fighting three and a half years ago because of Connor, right? Like this guy's not like Patty. When Patty was already fighting when Connor came up, and Patty doesn't show Connor as much respect because they might fight one day. Who knows? But this guy's like, yeah, no, Connor McGregor's the reason I did this. All right. Next up, Edmund Shabazian plus one sixteen versus Nasruddin Imanov. He is a minus one forty four. I know this line is jumping a little bit. Um, Timbo. What do you like in this fight, bud? Edmund, the Shabazz, Shabazian, or uh, the Frenchman? The Dagestanian slash Frenchman. The Dagestanian versus a guy who's been completely exposed for not being able to stop a takedown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a pretty clear picture here. And granted, not, not, not to shit. What's up? Imanov's more of a striker. He's got. I, I, was, I was just okay. about to get into Go that. Ahead. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Uh, it is, it, so I, I was doing the write-up on this, so it, it does look like a clear picture. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, he, his name is Imovov, and he's from Dagestan. Let me check on this guy. Because um, Phil Hall's fucking kind of threw this dude around the ring, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That uh, got he couldn't stop the fuck out in the third. Yeah, and, and the second. <laughs> Phil got caught in the second and the third. He And the third was bad. He was on ice skates, dude. Fucking ugh. Yeah. I mean, so the, 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 guy, the guy is, you know, 
good on the feet. But I mean, I don't know. It's like, are you really from Dagestan? Like, what's going on here? Right. Why, why aren't you wrestling in any of your fights? He has like zero to like he doesn't have barely any takedowns in his fights, which I thought was really weird. Um, I'm assuming that he does have that skill though. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that he's the game plan still here will to be to take Shabazzian down, which anybody could do mm-hmm. clearly. Um, and, and you know, not to not to disrespect him too much because obviously Derek Brunson is damn near fighting for a title. He, he's you know very good at um, taking his opponents down. So who was his other opponent that he Jack, lost to? Jack Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson, another one, a, another elite wrestler. Another so one. Shit on DJ. Another, not to shit on him too much, but. Um, I mean, I really – in Shabazzian, it's crazy to see that he's only 23 years old and has yeah. the has the record that he does. Started off 4-0 in the UFC. You know, he's lost the last two, but obviously big step up in competition. He's taking a step down in competition now, but I still think that, you know, it, it, the blueprint's there to beat this guy. And until he gets his takedown defense better, I think, you know, he's going to continue to have problems. People aren't going to give him that, that bit of space so he can unleash these fucking – Luke Hang kicks on you. It's not. It's not going to keep. It's not going to work like that. So, give me uh, an Eve off. Give me Amen off. Nice breakdown there by Timbo. Uh, CC, how do you see this fight, brother? Man, Imanov is not Derek Brunson or Jack Hermanson. Let's let's be clear about that. The blueprints out for a guy that's fighting for the belt next, and a guy who is you know one of the best grapplers in the division. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Definitely well-respected in that department. Just because he has an OV at the end of his name, you know, that's like Muslim Salakov does too. And I don't think that can ever <laughs> to go to the ground. Good, good. So, you know, I Shabazian does have hella power in his hands. I kind of hate that I'm on two of uh, – what's that guy's name? Uh, what's the coach's name? Sir Edmund. Oh, it's a variant. Yeah, you're on yeah. two. So you're on Shabazian? I am on Shabazz. Wow. You have you have to assume. You know, this isn't like Kevin Holland three weeks later trying to learn takedown defense. He has gotten starched in the exact same way, back to back fights. And you know, I don't when was his last fight? Like eight months ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh five. Okay, so six months ago. Um But when you're young, you, you know, pick it up. Yep, yeah, exactly. I didn't even I didn't even factor the age in, but you know, he's Knocked a lot of people out. His striking is elite. He doesn't really need to practice that. I have to assume that in these six months, he's really hammered it in. I'm not impressed with Imavov. Um, yeah. Yeah, give me Shabazian. Uh, give me Shabazian. So, Edna Shabazian, the one thing I liked is he went to Vegas. And I don't, there's, I don't, I couldn't get a full report if he, if he completely left Glendale and left Edmund. But he's definitely in Vegas. He showed up in some of Chris's, um, Chris Curtis's um, fucking, and, and Sean Trickland's Instagram stories. So he's in Vegas training, right? At least cross training. Um, so that's good. He's getting new looks because he's, again, a big dog in a small gym in Glendale. There's not many people there that are his size. He's dangerous in the first round. He's got hands. He's got power. Like, he's a good striker, has a good chin. He's young. Cardio's been the biggest issue. Imanov is coming out of Fight Factory, France. Siragon, Fernand Lopez is heading that up. A lot of Dagestanians are coming over there to learn striking. That's a, In France, a couple years ago, MMA was illegal. Now it's a, a really good fucking gym out there. And Imanov looked really good against Ian Hines. No one finishes Ian Hines. They go to a decision, and he finished him. He stopped takedowns, and he fucking finished Ian Hines. His striking is is different. It's awkward. Um, I love this fight. This is a fu- really tough fight for me to call. I went back and forth on this fight. I like Shabazian at the number, and I like Shabazian possibly first round because I, I just don't know. 
he's a young man. I think he's working on his wrestling. I think he's working on his skills. I just don't know if if the work ethic is going to be there for the cardio, right? You know, he went three rounds with uh, with Jack Hermanson, gassed out, but he finished it. Um, and with Brunson, he never gave up. He just was getting the shit kicked out of him. Was just tired. Imanov is is a, is a is a sharp striker, and his wrestling has improved. So um, I think he could take Shabazzian down. I think they're going to want to play on the feet a little bit. It, it, it's it's a tough call, but I'm going to go Imanov here. Expecting I don't, someone else? Who the fuck is? I was. I that showed. I thought that was you. That showed up exactly when you put Dude, the face up there. I, I was like, that was sweet. So I got my little setup here, my stream deck. It comes with sounds. And I look over like, did I set up a sound with that? And Christian's <laughs> on Pornhub over there fucking getting, <laughs> getting the fucking pop-ups. Uh, threw me off, man. Even off my pick, though. But I think this is this is about as close as it gets here. Um, and uh, I'm excited for that fight. That's going to be a that's gonna be a banger. All right. <sighs> Composure, Brian. Composure. This is a big one for me. This is a personal one for me. Uh, Phil Hawes, minus 350 versus Chris, the action man, Curtis, plus 265. Um, obviously, there's no secret of who I'm going to pick. Uh, Christian, you go first. And listen, you want me to defer to you? No, you, you can go first. Full disclosure, you guys can pick whoever you want. Don't save my feelings. I know it's a tough matchup for Chris. Go with who be. I mean, Timbo's a savage. Timbo get better than Is that the current his. haircut? Is that the current haircut of Phil Hawes? So Phil Hawes was blonde the first time they were going to fight. I remember seeing him at the press conference before they pulled the original fight. He did dye his hair blonde. So I'm going to assume he's going in blonde, right? I told Chris to dye his hair blonde. I don't think he will. That would be fun. Um, but full disclosure, pick who you want. Don't say my feelings. It's okay. Obviously, I'm biased. It's full. I fully admit that. So Christian, please, champ, break down this fight for me. All right. You know what? I was thinking this earlier today. What a difference just in life in general a month can make. Because last month, Chris Curtis was going to have me at the Denver Western Stock Show Complex cheering him on at Fury FC. Fighting Evan Cuts. Yep. Here we sit one month later. He's going to be in a packed house at Madison Square Garden. And Bruce Buffer is going to be announcing him. Crazy. Sick. Just That's the, what's changed in just one month. So I couldn't be happier for the guy. Obviously, I've never met him, but just being friends with you guys, um, I just, you know, I, I hope he gets credit for our ticket sales because we bought a table and put his name down. As <laughs> Hopefully he gets, yeah. I've done that too. I He gets a little cut of that, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know about any more since he. Right. Yeah, well, now he's a UFC fight. Yeah, they, they, they're not giving him anything. <laughs> I'll have to try to change it to Myron Dennis, light skin dynamite. Um, so, yeah, this one, I, this is the only one I didn't have circled, but since I went first, I was hoping, but I mean, I know what you're going to pick. I was curious sure. to Tim's breakdown too. Tim can um, go next. I'll go last. We'll, we'll mix it up for this one. All right. So obviously everything I know about Chris Curtis and you know, what I've, you know, other people I respect, um, he's vulnerable to being taken down. Um, obviously Phil Hawes has a wrestling background. Uh, Phil Hawes is massive too. He just looks massive. Um, I, man, I'm torn because if Phil Hawes gasses out, I think Chris Curtis could finish him late. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I think he's really going to lean on his wrestling. I think he's going to try to, you know, try to go for those takedowns. I mean, if not, just, he might try to go buck wild in the first round. Right. It's so hard for me to break down because it's like my heart and my head are sure. in two different places. Yeah. But 
I hate this matchup. I, <laughs> I wish Chris was fighting somebody else, but I'm going to have to go with Hawes on this one. <laughs> I'm still going to bet. I, I'm going to bet, Chris. I'm going to bet him. He's like uh, plus 2,500 round three. Yeah. So. The, the, the round three is nuts. It's a nuts line. Timbo, go ahead and I'll, I'll close her home with, with with my thoughts on Chris. I don't have much different to, to say other than Christian. Um, I'll bet Chris Curtis for sure. What it just would, I'll ride whatever you guys mm-hmm. ride, and I'll definitely be rooting for him. But smart money is, uh, you know, Hall's most – I'd say by decision. I really think he just – tries to grapple fuck him and puts him up against the cage and it's a slow boring fight yeah um because he doesn't want to get touched we've seen obviously we just said in the uh what was it the emival fight that mm-hmm. he, he got touched a bunch and you know he, he doesn't want that and chris has chris has power he's shown it in the past but uh you know it, hawes has a path to victory here that that's you know rest, as, as most wrestlers do you know just don't get caught mm-hmm. and don't gas out and just control the fight so I'll go. I'll go. Halls there. Yeah. Chris Curtis round three knockout on FanDuel plus thirty one hundred. I mean that's, that's oh yeah. that's a gorgeous gotcha. line. That's a gorgeous line. Chris is a is is an eccentric guy. He doesn't have to be fighting. His parents are very successful. I think they're both doctors. This guy took a bus to the gym. I don't think he's ever really had a full job. I think maybe he he was a bouncer at one point or something. But he's never had a job. He's always wanted to be a fighter, which is commendable. I mean, the guy had no money. He had a child that wasn't his, but he was with a girl that was pregnant that he took care of, and he still is that kid's father today. That tells you what kind of guy he is. Um, he's no longer with the girl, obviously. So, but he's still the still the dad of the kid. He, I mean, he's just he's just in the epitome of 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 a team guy, a loyal guy. And I love that he. It took him so long to move because he didn't want to move out of Cincinnati. He wanted to stay at the gym. He had some falling out at the gym here. Finally, made the move out of California initially, then Vegas, which is, was the better move. And I couldn't be happier for him. This is what he's always wanted. Now, he's getting Phil Halls, which is a tough matchup. I don't like Chris at 185 pounds. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I've grappled him. You know, I'm a fucking freak of nature, strong man. Um, But, you know, I just have a feeling that Phil's going to lean up against him. But Chris is very good in the clinch. Phil could double leg and take Chris down. Chris doesn't have the best jujitsu. His get-up game is pretty good. But the more Phil shoots and the more he takes Chris down, the more tired he's going to get. Um, but in the clinch is what he fought Imanoff a lot. He clinched with Imanoff a lot. Chris is dangerous. Chris is dirty boxing in the clinch. He works that body really well. A lot of his KOs are, are from the body. And he's dirty in there. He's tough. He's grimy. And, he, and he's durable as hell. I know he got knocked out by Ray Cooper, but that was the only time he's ever been knocked out. He's been submitted one other time by Tom Galicchio, a million years ago, other than that, he's never been finished. Like, the guy's durable as they can come. And I am so excited for that third-round prospect, right? I think Phil Halls is going to dominate probably round one. He's going to come out. He's going to throw heavy hands. He does have some power. He does. He is explosive. I think Chris is going to read him from a mile away. And then the drop of first round, second round, I think he's going to come back. And the third round, I think he'll take over. Um, smart money, and it, this is me taking my friend hat off, smart money would be Phil Halls by decision because I don't think Phil's getting Chris out of there. But if you really want to risk it and you're picking Chris money line, I think the better play is Chris third round, maybe even second round TKO because he does have power. He works the body well. And Phil is gassed out in every single one of his fights. Chris doesn't gas out. So obviously I'm taking my guy Chris, right? I, I can't pick against him. I'll never do that. But if it, since I'm a capper and we're giving you picks, Hall's by decision because there's no way he finishes Chris. And then Chris by second or third round TKO because I don't think Chris is going to win a decision. Chris can win one round. But that's not going to be enough, right? So that's that's my play there. I appreciate you boys 
Keeping Let's it, go, Chris. Keeping it G, keeping a hundred. Didn't pick Chris because I'm here. I like that. I knew Timbo wouldn't. Timbo betted against his Braves. That dude's a fucking savage. Dude. That was game two in Houston. There's no way in God's green earth that Houston was losing <laughs> hey, that game. Hey man, you that's sad. Like if I took a fight right now with somebody and the other guy looked back, you'd be like, I don't know, man. I think I'm about to take it. You better get I'm rooting for you, brother. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Money talks. Next up, Al Alcanto, plus 136 versus Bobby Green, minus 168. I actually initially hated this fight when it happened, but the more I think about it, the more I've grown on it. You know, it's in uh, New York, which is good for Al. Um, and then uh, um, and Bobby Green's just a legend, right? So I'm going to kick it off here. This fight was tough to pick because Bobby Green is the king of, of decisions and decision losses because he does a lot of fucking showboat and he shakes his head a lot, you know. And it's and I heard a podcast today say when he gets hit, he shakes his head like not in a hurt. But you're you're letting the judges know that you you got hit. If you do mm-hmm. nothing, they might not see it, right? I like Quince's guy who I just never really got behind. I, I've always thought he's very mid. That's what the kids say, mid. He's on the contenders or excuse me, the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, made it to the finals because someone got hurt, but he and he got choked out by Kiesa. But he he was like the favorite to win it. You know, I know he's a. a Ray Longo, Matt Sarah guy, but you know, I just think he's looked average. He had completely got dominated by uh, Dan Hooker last time I believe I saw him fight. You know, he looked great against Kevin Lee, which, you know, we just found out Kevin Lee's a fucking alcoholic. So that might have something to do with it. But I feel like Al's only doing this because it's in New York, right? I don't think he has any interest in fighting. I think a lot of it has to do with Bobby Green. Bobby Green's a good name. They're both veterans. You know, it's going to be a fun fight. Bobby's not going to wrestle him. Bobby's not going to try to take him down. They're going to stand up. Bobby doesn't have the biggest power in the world. Good boxing. He can clip you, but he's not like a knockout puncher. So I went back and forth in this fight, and I'm going to pick Ally Quinta. And this is going to be the first of my square pick parlay. So I have a square pick parlay. And what it is is I'm picking like a square. So it's going to be this fight and the next fight. This fight is, is going to be fight goes to the decision. I have it written down. I think it's minus 300. Um and that, I, I, I don't see anybody finishing anybody. They're both durable as all get out. I don't think either of them are prolific finishers. So Ally Quinta, by decision, plus 300. That's going to be first leg of my Ooh. square parlay. Or not plus 300. Mi- minus 300. Minus 300. Uh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's a, very, it's a very chalky line. But there's no way it gets finished, right? I actually like Al money line because he is underdog as well. But in the square pick parlay, we're giving Al and Bobby Green fight goes to the decision. Timbo, you feel like you're a Bobby Green guy. What do you think about Al? Al, raise now. I'm both of them, man. I really like both of these guys. And they are the epitome of mid-carters. Yeah. Um, and they're also the epitome of um, entertain. Like, they're more entertaining outside the ring than they are inside the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not so much with Bobby Green, but Alan Quinta, definitely. He, he's got a personality on him. Yeah, he's from the, the whole- fucking... You know, the Matt Sarah jersey shit that they got Wait, going on there. Yeah, he's Long Island. Guy. He's a, the realtor Long stuff. Island. Yeah. What? What are y'all booing? Y'all booing me? You're booing me? You're booing me? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but that listen, hey, weird. he lost that fight, though, against George. That was against Masvidal. He lost. Yeah. You booing me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think. I feel like Alan Quinta, like, okay, yeah, he's got Kevin Lee. He's got, he's has his number. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he got that could be a payday and kind of just said, fuck it. 100%. Yeah. It's, it, that's what it seems like. Like, he doesn't seem, he never really seemed like the hungriest guy just because he's kind of so, like, you know, laid back. But uh, King Green, man, gets in there and fucking 
he goes for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even the, the fucking Russian or German or whatever the fuck tough guy he fought last last fight. You know, he was third round fucking going after it. Um, I think he still, I think he still got that that fire, and I think he'll be the the more aggressive. I know Al is like a, um, see like a all American wrestler or something. I know he's got some wrestling. I don't um, think he's all American, but he has college. He, he does, yeah, he has college wrestling. He does come from a, a wrestling background, but I feel like he hasn't used it. Like he couldn't, he couldn't take Dan Hooker down. Yeah. If you can't take Dan Hooker down, and, and if you're not trying to take Dan Hooker down, then what right. are you doing? Um, so I think Green is going to be the more. I think I do agree with you. It's going to go to decision, but I think Green will be the more active, the more aggressive fighter in there. So give me a uh, give me King Green. King Green, Christian. What do you got? Hulk Hogan. What do you got, brother? Oh hey, brother. yeah, brother. Oh yeah, brother. Uh, this is one I had trouble picking too. I bounced back and forth. 10 different times on this one. So I can't really add a whole lot other than what you guys did. It's a close fight. It's going to go to decision. I mean, that's Bobby Green. That's just like almost a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of dove into the stats just a little bit. I Give mean, them to me. Guys, you don't have to. I mean, we know what they do. We, you know, we've seen them all so many times. But I just looked at just straight from UFC stats. Bobby Green lands 5.4, five strikes a minute. Al Iaquinta's four. And then Bobby Green only absorbs 3.55, but Al absorbs 4.44. So he gets Al gets it more than he's hitting somebody, and Bobby Green's you know getting hit a lot less. So in a fight that I don't see going to the ground at all, it's just a straight kickboxing match. Um, obviously, the optics with Bobby Green can be bad, but that difference in output over three rounds, you know, Bobby Green's not as easy to hit with his shoulder roll, and mm-hmm. yeah. he doesn't, you know. Do what you know that bullshit when he does actually get hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like Bobby Green here, Bobby Green. Uh, I, but I don't hate you for taking the dog shot because it's, when it goes to decision, I don't know how the New York judges are, but all MMA judges are bad. Well, that that I I forgot to mention that in my breakdown. Um, Bobby King Green is notorious for losing close decisions, mm-hmm. and he has bad optics. And every time Al lands anything, the crowd's going to go nuts, right? Because he is pretty big on social media he's gonna have a big following he's a new york guy and the judges are fucking stupid right so even if bobby doesn't take a shot and he's rolling with everything but al threw five punches and the crowd goes nuts mun judge might be like oh shit okay the one thing i keep seeing this fight happening because al does have the wrestling i don't think he'll lean on it but i do think bobby is so slick with his boxing that he's gonna land some shit right and al doesn't have that much head movement that al's gonna want to clinch al's gonna want to slow it down and get into his world and that could favor the judges as well um again i like a shot at al but more so that fight goes to the decision i'm not gonna pick a winner in this i do like maybe al money line we'll, we'll see how i do saturday night but uh yeah, this is a, this is an entertaining fight. A fight I hated at first, and then I uh, I grew to love it. So, let's move on to Andreas Michalides plus one ninety eight versus Alex Pereira minus two fifty. This fight's got a lot of hype about it because of the man on the right, Alex Pereira, um, against the, uh, the is this guy is Greek, right? Yeah, Greek. Andre yeah. Michalides. That's got to be Greek. Um, this is good matchmaking by the UFC because they want Pereira to be a star. Um, one of the few kickboxing guys, because you know, Gohan Saki came over, but he was kind of at the end of his career. Alex Pereira's 34 double champ in glory and just finished, just lost a close decision and finished out his contract. He's getting boatloads of money out there. So coming over to MMA, he's three and one um, and moving from Brazil to Connecticut to train with Glover Tech share is probably one of the smartest things he ever did. Used to train with uh, Charles Oliveira's team. 
Big, big fight. Um, who who goes first here? Is it Timbo? Yeah, Timbo, go first, bud. Unless you want me to go it first. It can be. Yeah, go, Timbo. I will uh, say. I'm yeah. first. Yeah, I'll take it. Timbo. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this Michaelitis guy, I mean, I don't know much about him. I know that he couldn't finish KB Bueller. Which He's is, that dude uh, that fell out of the cage against Modeskis. Modeskis, like, knocked him out, and then, like, he went back <laughs> he and fell out of the cage, and they called it. It was, like, a retire. It was a weird thing, yeah. Oh, against Modeskis Bukakis. Yeah, it was It was very awkward. It was that. very weird. Yeah. I have to see that. Yeah, so clearly this guy is essentially just a kickboxer as well, judging by his topology yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, then I can – Damn near guarantee that Pereira is the better kickboxer, um, just of all of his accomplishments and glory. Um, they'd already mentioned that he fucking knocked your boy out cold. <laughs> hey, we. I wasn't gonna bring it up. I was gonna. I was gonna avoid that. But yes, he he has two wins over Adesanya. One by knockout. One by decision. I mean, I'm talking hands up, yep. feet. No, we all we seen fucking. It. <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen it. And that's what big boy gloves on. Hey, man, hey man, no, 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 no need to recap. We've seen it. We've all seen it. All right. Just checking. <laughs> yeah. So give me, give me Pereira, you know, and I, I think, you know, people can say it all they want. And it, 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 it is crazy when, you know, the, the highly touted guy comes in from another organization and then loses. And then, and then the UFC is like, well, that I I can only assume they're saying, well, that wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening here. You know, obviously with Michaelitis, I think he's just a, a, a kickboxer and that's fighting in MMA, and he won't stand a chance in the ring with this guy. So give me Pereira by, by knockout. By knockout. There you go. Uh, Christian, who you got in this fight, bud? Man, this is another. This is the same exact thing, a setup fight against a no-name guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Nobody cares about Michaelitis other than maybe Greek people and his mom. But – <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is we're you know we're gonna we're gonna be hearing about the Izzy knockout. I'm sure a hundred different times tomorrow or Saturday. Yep. Yeah, this is a setup. This is one. I'm gonna you know you can do like those first sixty seconds bets like finish. right, right, I yeah. Gonna, uh, I, I think this one is live for that. Um, yeah, this is it's a setup. I don't. I mean, Nicolaitis has tried. What let's see two three takedowns against KB Bular and Modestus. That one against Modestus is the one where he got the Travis Brown elbows and then fell out of the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and KB Bular just lost on some Arab regional scene, I think last I, week. I think DQ so or something is, like that, wasn't it? Did he do something illegal? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just heard. I just heard today. That I he saw lost, it on Twitter. Was, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even know, but that guy looked terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me Pereira. I'm not. I've never even seen him fight. I just I know what's I know what's up here. Right. Yeah. So you would think since I'm such an Izzy guy, like he's one two top guys, top talent list of mine. I would dislike Pereira. But uh, you listen, Pereira's got a personality. He's got a good look. He's kind of a longer guy. Kind of built like I mean, this might be an exaggeration, but he is kind of built like Dante Wilder, a very smaller version, lean and big and with crazy power. His left hook is crazy. I mean, I encourage everyone to go look up. Alex Pereira knockouts, and most of them are these crazy left hooks. His fight in the LFA, I mean, he fought a bum. He fought a guy 4-4, four and four, but that left hook knockout was scary. I mean, the guy face-planted. It is devastating. That's what he got Izzy with as well. This guy striking is another level. Um, my biggest concern with 
kickboxers coming over to MMA, it's it's tempo, it's it's rhythm. You know, kickboxers are always kind of in the same rhythm, right? MMA, you got so many things to worry about that a lot of times they kind of fail. But he Pereira's been kind of making this transition slowly. He was with Charles de Bronx Oliveira in Brazil. At that Brazil, I, I don't know where, but it's somewhere in Brazil. I forget the name of his team. But then for the past, like, I think six months or whatever, he went to Glover Texera's in Danbury, Connecticut. Glover Texera's a pretty goddamn good guy to train with if you want to learn how to get up off your back because that dude is fucking heavy on top. And he's got cardio for days. So I got to imagine Pereira's just been working those spots. Michelatis is not a takedown artist. I, I don't see him taking Pereira down. The only success I see is if he if he comes in and, and throws wild and catches Pereira. Pereira gets a little too arrogant because, you know, he's this high-level kickboxer and this fucking Greek bum can't fuck with me or whatever and gets a little arrogant. But Pereira is, is nasty. He's nasty in the clinch. He's got good kicks. But that left hook is... With with four ounce gloves on, that left hook is gonna hurt somebody. It's it's one of the better left hooks I've ever seen. He generates so much power from it. Um, I know a lot of people think this line's a little steam because Pereira's a kickboxer and 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 whatever. I get that, but I'm encouraged for this. I think this is good story making for the UFC. Get Pereira in here, build up contenders at 185. Because let's say Izzy beats Whitaker. Who's he fight next? Maybe Cannoneer, but he's already beat Costa. He's already beat Vittori. No one wants to see a third match with Vittori. You need guys. And I know maybe... Brunson's already beat. Right. And a, and a three-to-one Alex Pereira, who doesn't have many, much of a experience, they can build that because they're feeding the right guys and it's all built in. Um, but Pereira, I think, as long as his takedown offense is as good as I hope it is, because um, Michelatis is eventually going to have to shoot. There's no way. He's going to take a couple shots and, and, and want to go down. But I'm all over Pereira here. I, I'm excited for this. I've seen a lot of people kind of get scared of it. I'm not scared of it. I'm going right for it. And this is the second leg and final leg of my square pick parlay. So I had Ally Quinta and Bobby Green by decision. I have Alex Pereira by KO. That's two units at plus 149. I'm not a prop guy. I can't win props. But if I can't win these fucking props, then the world is against me because these are <laughs> fucking layups. So uh, I'm, I I really like this fight. I'm, I'm glad the UFC uh, brought him over. I was uh, I'm excited about that. All right, boys. Main card. Now, listen, I, I didn't put Gaethje and Chandler as the main card kickoff because I want to I want to I want to finish the card with the three blockbusters. So this is the original lineup. So. Switch gears. It's not Gaethje in uh, in Chandler. It's going to be Frankie the Answer Edgar plus one forty versus Marlon Vera minus one seventy two. This line is moving a little bit. Frankie looks to be in incredible shape. He's a dog here. Marlon Vera, you know, just kind of a fucking staple of this division. At one point, it's like one minute, you know, people were talking about him after he knocked out Sean O'Malley. Next minute, he's losing. This guy needs to really step it up. He's got a good personality. He's got a good fighting style. He needs to really make a splash. I think this could be the fight for him. Christian, who do you like here? But I feel like, Christian, this has been an unusual card for you because you haven't picked many dogs. That's unusual. Are we getting a dog play here? You sure are. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey, there he is. Yeah, I think in this fight, the only thing that's really a concern is Frankie Edgar's age. I mean, you know, there's obviously that last knockout was disgusting. Just sure. like, ugh. Um, but, but, you know, Cheeto is not going to do that to him. Um, Cheeto Vera's obviously, I, I don't have to say this to anybody that's listening to this already knows how slow of a starter he is. I think <laughs> it's kind of in a, the dynamic of 
Frankie Edgar's gonna, it's a three round fight. He's gonna win them just like, uh, what's his name, Mokwan did last week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Frankie Edgar's gonna win this first round. Um, I don't really know if Cheeto Vera is gonna be able to get back up when he's on his back. Um, right. I don't think he has, you know, he, he has finished a lot of people. I'm not sure he has the power or the submission ability to finish Frankie Edgar. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised this line's going. I would have thought it was going my way, but it's going the other way. Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah, I just don't see how Cheeto Vera's going to win this fight. I, you know, when I imagine it in my head, I... Yeah, I just don't see it. He's going to lose the first round. I mean, he'll probably win the third, but I... Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear your breakdown because I don't... I, yeah, I'm... I'm all over Edgar, yeah. especially if the line keeps moving that way. Sure. So my breakdown is this. So I heard a lot of facts today. Cheeto Vera has lost so many first rounds. They listed him off who he's lost to. He always comes back strong. Uh, Frank Yeager was a drug for me for a while because he's fell as an underdog quite a bit. And I think the only time I ever really met, and I think I even, because I think I didn't even bet him straight up. I think I put him on parlay was the Pedro Munoz fight. I, I picked him then. And, uh, and, and he won a close decision. But listen, he got knocked out by Corey Sanhagen, who's one of the best strikers. Just fought an amazing fight with Petrion. Crazy jumping knee. Frankie's 40. He's cutting weight, which I don't like. But this number keeps staring at me. But I promised myself I'd never go back to Edgar. So this fight's been really, really tough on me. I don't like Cheeto being the favorite here. Um, I just keep seeing Frankie starting off good. And then running into a few elbows or punches from Cheeto. He's not the biggest puncher in the world. He's more an accumulative guy. His last fight with David Grant, the longer the fight went, though, the more violent Cheeto got. Off his back with these elbows. I, I you know, this the I think the right pick and the value pick is is Frankie Edgar, but I swore to myself, you're not going back, Brian. Okay. Never had an addiction in my life. I couldn't stop betting Frankie Edgar's an underdog. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to Cheeto Vera. I'm wiping my hands clean of it. I'm staying strong. Give me Cheeto Vera, even though I don't like the line. Um, and and really, I don't have a really good pulse of how this fight's going to end either. I, I I see Frankie winning the decision. I see Cheeto stopping him late. I see Cheeto, like Frankie running into something. He is 40 making weight at 35. A little bit of a chin issue at this point. But he does look to be in fucking phenomenal shape. Uh, Timbo, who you got here, babe? I'm all over Frankie by decision Ooh. here, man. I think that's such a. Do, do you know that line? What is it? CZ? I'm, I'm asking. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Yeah, I was going to actually it. say betting wise. I got, I got to pull it up here. It's So Frankie by submission, I mean, uh, Frankie by decision is looking like it is Frankie by decision plus 250. That's that's a gorgeous number. Yeah, that's a nice number. Um, I just you know I see obviously oh, another one of your guys who just got completely fucking mollywopped and starts Sean O'Malley. That's not gonna happen to Frankie, dude. Like, when has Frankie ever been like taken down and just fucked up? Yeah, right. he, he's he's been caught on the feet by mm -hmm. fucking Brian Ortega, elite by, guys, um, yeah, elite guys. Um, Vera isn't about to fucking just land a left cross and and send Frankie to. Fucking Twilight Zone. That's not going to happen. Um, I think Frankie's just going to control him, use his wrestling. It's an easy path to victory, just as it is for most wrestlers. Just fucking grab him. Don't get cute. Don't try to stand with him. Fucking grab him, clinch him up, body shots, take him down, hold him down, and 
you, you want a decision. Plus 250, I love it. Give it to me. Yeah. I, I Listen, two two brains are better than one. You guys are sharp as they come. Um, I, I think that's the right play. Frankie Yeager's the right play. I, I don't know why I keep seeing this differently. I'm not even that big of a Cheeto fan. I talked hella shit about him before the Sean O'Malley fight. I thought that was a layup for O'Malley. He is durable. He is tough. Frankie's not going to finish him. Frankie, unfortunately, isn't like a knockout puncher. He's going to win on points. And I really want to see Frankie wrestle because I really thought he should have wrestled against Pedro more. That was more of a stand-up fight. He didn't. Obviously, he didn't really get a chance to wrestle against Corey Sandhagen. But Frankie's wrestling is is dynamic. His scramblings are really good. But, you know, getting up in there in age. I'm, I'm going to tell the listeners, listen, I'm not switching my pick, but... This is a fight I'm probably not going to bet. Maybe I'll, I'll touch it, you know, if, if 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 push comes to shove. But listen to the listen to the two guys that uh, are on this podcast. Don't listen to me because um, that's a sharp play right there. All right, next up, Shane. There's a, Go ahead. Oh, yeah, there's a line actually. Block kind of pointed this out earlier today. To, well, not to everybody. It's on Twitter, but you can get Frankie Edgar decision only. So if there is a finish, the bet's voided. But uh, that's plus one ten, right? I, I saw that tweet. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah, play, I've like, never played a line like that. That's a, that's you know I don't think it's available. Is it available everywhere? It's on DraftKings. Is yeah. it on DraftKings? It's on okay. The, it's it's on the second second thing over. Gotcha. Because I, I saw a com- saw a comment, and I'm not sure where the guy was from. If he was doing off seas or what. Uh, he said it's not available for him. So I didn't know if it was available ever. But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. Like. Yeah, DK. But what if, you know, and so yeah, go ahead, Timbo. And also, you know, we're we're right beside fucking Long Island. So that place, for one, is going oh, to be yeah. going nuts for Frankie. Mm-hmm. And two, those fucking judges are going to be Frankie, thinking twice about what who they give that 29-28 to at the end of the night. Let, so me, let me clear that, something uh, up because I have a friend from, from Tom Rivers, New Jersey. That's where Frank, he's not from Long Island. Let me tell you something. If you tell a Jersey guy he's from Long Island, you're fighting Okay, they they don't like each other. My mom's from Long Island, and I remember you know my telling my grandparents like one time like, "Oh, you guys are from Jersey? Whoa, whoa, no, we ain't, we ain't from New Jersey." Okay, and the same thing with Jersey guys. So Tr Tom River, New Jersey, Jersey strong. All right, this fight. So I, I saw a lot of hype for this fight, and then I was like, eh. But again, this is one of those things where when I'm, I'm balls deep in this car and I'm digging in, I'm like, fuck, this is an absolute fucking banger. Shane Burgos, minus 200 versus Billy Q, Billy Quarantino, plus 160. Uh, Christian, right? Is it, is it your go here, babe? Um, I don't remember. I, I think I did the last one. Okay, then I'll go. Uh, I love this fight. I do. I, I didn't like it at first. I'm wrong all the time when it comes to fights. This is a banger. I wish Shane Burgos would have taken a little bit more time off. Simply because of that knockout. It was a scary knockout. He got punched and there was like mm-hmm. a delayed thing. And that, you know, I, I'm not one of the, you know, obviously I'm concerned with brain health, a guy with a brain injury myself. I'm concerned with brain health, but I'm not like always harping on it. But when a guy with that delayed knockout and, it was, and his whole body just shut down, it was kind of a scary thing. Five, six months ago, that's not crazy. Or that's pretty crazy. Shane Burgos takes a lot of shots. Good news is Billy Q isn't the biggest puncher in the world. He's going to punch you, but he's not the he's not a finisher on the feet. He likes to get the fight to the ground, and he likes to submit you. Shane Burgos is a really good wrestler, um, uh, and he hasn't really shown it because he likes to box. He's in New York. He's a New York guy, but Quarantilla's a New York guy too, although he is he is out of – well, something just happened. Oh, shit. A live broadcast oh. has ended. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> let me let me let me go live again. Oh, I think I fucking hit the button. Maybe I don't know. Oh well, this will be a two part. <laughs> we got the we got the audio of it. Doesn't matter. I saw some people on fucking line complaining about this too. 
Yeah, unable to start streaming. An unknown error occurred. Oh, well. All right, so they got... Continue on the audio side of it because um, we're still recording. Anyway, uh, Schamberger's fighting in New York. Um, actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me... Um, sorry, guys. Destination YouTube. Something, something to point out while we got some. So Go I ahead, bud. Go ahead. Little, little technical difficulty. Timbo, point that out, babe. Burgos is fucking built like an orangutan. This is going to yeah. be in turn to cage with a five and a half reach advantage. Five yeah. and a half inch reach advantage. He, um, he, yeah, and these, I mean, they're going to be. I, this is. I don't think they're going to. There's not even going to be a takedown attempt in this one. I mean. Maybe I think I think not to get, not to give away my pick, but I think Quarantilla might get pieced up on the feet, and they might have to just because he yeah, don't want no more yeah. of that problem. But yeah, other than I, I that, just, I think the end will be near right after that. Okay, so restream fucked up. We are now back live on YouTube. Twitter has ended. I think Twitter's fucking some things up. You know what I mean? I think I think we're just gonna have to go strictly on YouTube from here on out because that's just never happened before. Anyway, you guys put out some good points for the people who are now watching. Download the audio. Um, not many takedowns are gonna happen. I do see Quarantillo clinching and trying to rough him up. Shane Burgos is built like a orangutan, like you said, Timbo, and he's fucking huge. That's another thing. This is a guy who kills him safe, kills himself to make one, 145. I think 155 is his home. I know he's a young guy or whatever. It takes a lot of shots. He's been knocked out by Calvin Cater. He's been knocked out by Edson Barboza. There's another knockout in there. I can't remember. Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett, right. So he's yeah. been knocked out quite quite a bit. Three times, but three big punchers, right? Um Listen, if you're giving me Quarantilla, who, who's super durable, super tough, I think a little bit more well-rounded. I've went all in on Shane Burgos against Josh Emmett, embarrassed myself. So give me Quarantilla at the number. Um, it, it, there's no real reason for it. I think it's going to be a scrap. I think Quarantilla can get pieced up just like he did against the Gavin in the Gavin Tucker fight. That worries me a little bit. But um, I like I like Quarantilla here just to make it a little bit grimy. And, and then I think he has more ways to win. I think if he can get... Shane Burgos to the ground. That's a big if. I think he has a world of an advantage. His cardio, he's never stops. He, he walks through everything. Um, I think Shane Burgos has got to fight a really, really good fight. And I'm just worried about that fucking chin. I'm worried about it. Timbo, what do you got, babe? I gave it away a little bit, but I think Burgos just gets it done on the feet. Um, you know, he's the five and a half inch reach advantage. You know, granted, yes, he did. You know, he lost to Emmett by decision. He he did lose to Calvin Cater and, and Edson Barbosa by knockout, who are the two most elite, correct uh, strikers in in not, you know, perhaps not bad in that losses division. at all. Yeah, yeah, nothing to hang your head about. And Corintello is not there. Um, he is tough. He's durable. He, he's slick. You know, well rounded, but power versus you know fighting fire with fire, which I think this is, this is what it'll go down to. I think Burgos has got got more with him. So I like uh. I like him with inside the distance, really, man. I think he has some serious power. Wow. Um, I'm going to check to see what that is, actually. Probably a fucking gorgeous line because Billy Q is, is durable as it's it come. plus 175, plus 200. Yeah. Uh, That's Burgos it? inside the distance? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's uh, over not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, I, figured, yeah I, think, I figured it would be 240-ish is my, was my guess. But, yeah, I guess they I guess they figure the same thing you do, Timbo. You're on to them, dude. You're fucking smarter than the books. That's all it is. Uh, CC, what do you got here, brother? Yeah, great fight. Uh, Tim, definitely, when he said we were kind of, while you were working on the audio video stuff, you know, we were chatting about it. And 
we talked about, you know, Quarantillo, I think to win, he would have to take it down to the mat. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see, I mean, he does not have the power that those guys have finished Burgos. Yeah. He just doesn't have it. Um, that reach advantage is crazy. I, I mean, it's going to be standing for as long as until Quarantillo tries to take it down. Burgos has got 89% takedown defense. I mean, that is as elite as it gets. Mm -hmm. So give me Burgos here. Yeah, the same thing though with the takedown offense can be said the same. You know, we're 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 I'm gonna defend my pick a little bit here because Burgos has 89% takedown offense, but he's fighting strikers, right? He's fighting the elite strikers. They're, I mean, they're, they they might mix it up. Emmett might mix it Cubs up. Swanson and Americani. Okay, Covey. <laughs> I wouldn't consider Covey a wrestler, but I'll give you I'll give you Americani because that dude all he did was cross sniff Leon Murphy. But yeah. Listen, um, Quarantillo, though, again, not the best wrestler in the world. Like, I don't, usually he goes to Long Island, does his camps. I don't think he went to Long Island. He stayed in Florida. You know, he's training with that, that Tampa team that I think is just kind of okay. But the guy's got a motor. It's going to be a fun fight. I see Quarantillo winning, or I see Burgos it, it being a complete war and Burgos taking over. But I'm just worried about, uh, and Burgos is probably sick and tired of hearing this, but I'm worried about his brain health. I really want him to go to um, fucking 155 because, again, I uh, the, the, the theories are out there that really bad weight cutting is is terrible for you, and, and, and I think that um, is 100% true. All right, three big motherfucking fights. Press conference was today. It was amazing. Um, Justin Gaethje went at it with Colby. Fucking, I mean, Wei, Wei Zhang, like Wei Lee, and like Colby hugged. She called him handsome. Like Colby was starting to dig into Kamar Usman's dad. I couldn't be more excited for a three. Oh yeah. Oh, is your dad I missed getting, that part. Oh yeah. Your dad getting locked up. Your jailbird dad coming is what Colby said to him. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then Camaro, Colby's dad was there, and Camaro's like, "I'm looking over at your dad. I don't know how he how he let a go you going around talking like this. It got personal. It was it fired me up. Rose looked like a fucking serial killer. Like she had a chain on. Thug Rose is here. <laughs> I, I couldn't be more excited as a fucking dork MMA fan. Let let it be Saturday already. Let it be Saturday. So let's get it to it. Justin Gaethje minus two ten versus Michael Chandler plus one sixty eight. Timbo, you have the honors of breaking this down first, baby. This fight is one of my dream matchups. When both guys were outside the UFC, I thought you know because Bellator and, and and when Gaethje was in World Series of Fighting, they always wanted to cross promote with the UFC. It's like that's not going to happen. Let these motherfuckers cross promote. I'm glad this fight is finally happening. I believe you're, I don't know if you're a fan of Gaethje, but I think you are a fan of Chandler. Uh, how could you not be? I think Big the guy, job. I think the guy handles himself great. You know what I mean? I think he's a, he's a class act. So, uh, Timbo, break it down for me, babe. What you got? Yeah, it's a shame how, uh, how well-rounded and skilled both of these guys are. And we won't, we're not going to see that. I don't. I don't see this fight getting out of the first round. Um, and if it does, it's definitely not getting out of the second round. Um, these guys just have fucking power, dude. It's you know, and you know, Gaethje. Like God, this is such a fucking awesome fight. It's so just like good. The, my fight of the night. I mean, it's I don't so know. Who, good. Real good too, yeah. like, God, it's good. Um, you know, Gaethje. It's, it's every time I've seen you get an opportunity, dog, you come up short. Mm -hmm. You know, the the Poirier fight. The what was it? Um, Robbie, Eddie Alvarez, Robbie fucking uh, Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Excuse me, yeah, Eddie, Eddie fight, Khabib fight. Um, the only time he shined, like, the only time he shined was was Ferguson. That was his big Tony, fight. Yeah, and you're fighting a washed guy. Right. And, you know, I, I'm not counting that, but uh, 
you know, Chandler, and, and granted, you know, not to say Gaethje hasn't been a, a World Series of Fighting Champion because he has, and a shout out to him for that. But, you know, Chandler's been that top guy. He's, he's risen in big occasions. Granted, the competition was, you know, subpar compared to what's going on in the UFC. But um, honestly, I think, oh, man, this is tough. Um, I mean, I'm just going with my heart here. I'm going with Chandler. Chandler. But uh, it, it's really just a tough-ass fight to fucking pick. It really is. Really um, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Chandler, and, and I don't have much, you know, to back up that that pick just because right. it's such a close fight. These guys are such, you know, great strikers, obviously great wrestlers, but not that we'll see it. Um, so I think I think Gaethje's ego will get the best of him in this fight, honestly, and mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll I think he might get caught and finished. Right, I think he will. That's and my and take. for the people watching or maybe listening, I mixed it up a little bit. This is now the fucking pay per view opener because of Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman can't coach three back to back fights, so this fucking fight is kicking off UFC two sixty eight, which is crazy. Christian, take it away. Who you got, Bub? Man, so I didn't know Timbo was a Chandler guy. He is. I, yeah. he, she is my guy. Well, Number yeah, you Colorado, guys. babe. Yeah, yeah. We went to the same school, so. Yeah, that's, you know, I've known about this guy since before he was the World Series of Fighting Champion. I mean, we had, I only crossed paths with him for one year at school, but I, I mean. Do you, any, you, do you know, hear I, any rumors about him? Nah. I, mean, I heard, he was, a, I heard a, a rumor about him on the forum. Yeah, he was a quiet he dude. No, he's not gay. I heard he's got a fucking hammer on him. Like yeah, he's got, I, like he could make 145 if his dick wasn't so big. <laughs> that's probably the, uncircumcised. It seems like an uncircumcised. Yeah, type of guy. and it's probably like, nah, I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> but literally, <laughs> that was a rumor. A guy was like, hey, I used to fucking wrestle with Gaethje. Like he could make 45, but his dick's fucking giant. Yeah, so, I never, yeah, I never heard that. Yeah. I just thought it's such a, you know, a, a big fan of his fighting. That sure, right? Yeah, not a big fan of his cock. I'm a big fan of his fighting, which makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. But I'll, I'll keep. Yeah, keep it ear to the ground. Yeah, keep an ear to the ground. See, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I know some wrestlers that wrestled with him, so I'll, I'll put in, a, I'll put in a couple. See calls. what, see what he's about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's that. That's my guy. Um, I, it's like you picking Izzy or something like that. Sure. Um, I'm always over him. Breakdown wise, Gaethje's only ever lost wars of other than Khabib, but wars of attrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only way. You know, it's like. A war like two, three, four rounds. You know, it's just insane. I don't think Chandler has the durability to go that long. Whether it's you know getting check left hooked or he's get that gets that drop foot. Gaethje's got maybe the nastiest leg kicks. In, mm-hmm. You you missed some old school season. Chandler with Eddie Alvarez back in the day. Mm-hmm. You must have missed those fights, dog. Go back and watch them. Those are some fucking yeah. wars. Like, literally, like, yeah. the best wars probably in history of this fucking his game. Two, his two has. fights with Alvarez are, are fucking impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, back then. Back then. Yeah. It was, it was uh, a while ago. Good 10 years. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, just – and I expect this to be a, a, just a war. I, I just – I'm not sure Chandler has that durability. That leg, whatever the fuck is wrong with it. I mean, I can see, I, I, that, yeah, that drop foot thing he has is is scary for a guy with these sort of leg kicks. Uh, I would, I'm biased. Uh, I'm gonna bet Gaethje. I'm gonna bet him to finish. Um, I, I'm shocked at the line. You know, it's only under two and a half, it's like minus two hundred, minus one ninety somewhere. So I, I would be surprised to see it go a distance, but that's not as much as you would think for a, sure. a yeah. fight of this violence. Right. Yeah. Cannot mm-hmm. wait for this. This is 
this is my main event. Even though I don't think it's going to go three, I wish it was five because the possibility of it going to five rounds could be an all timer. Um, this yeah. fight to me was a layup when I first heard it. I'm like, oh, I'm on Gaethje. But then I start breaking down. I start rewatching Chandler and rewatching Chandler Oliveira. Chandler has some really good subtle movement. He feints really well, and his movement's really good. Leg kicks are going to be an issue. He's got thinner calves. He's been kicked before. He's been hurt before with the calf. Um, the the counter for a calf kick is either check it, throw a right hand, or wrestle. I think Chandler should wrestle. Fuck all this macho. Let's stand in the middle of the cage and fight. Let's wrestle. Gaethje against Khabib, which is one of my... I, I like Gaethje. He went a couple notches you know, down because of that fight. Talked about his defensive wrestling. Now, I know Khabib is, is, is the king, right? But... Talk about his defense wrestling. He didn't defend one takedown. Not even one. He gave Khabib shot twice, got him both. Gaethje got exposed on the ground. Like, we've never seen him off his back. We've never seen him on the ground. Khabib set up a triangle that I saw from fucking eight miles away and tapped him, right? So Gaethje's jiu-jitsu got exposed a little bit. Michael Chandler is good on the ground. He is a good wrestler. He can take you down. He can fuck you up, and he can get your back and choke you out. He has that ability. I wish he would do that. Now, this this fight's going to come down to the first round, in my opinion. Not that it's going to end in the first round necessarily, but how the first round dictates. Gaethje's a little bit more flat-footed. That's why he's got his power. Throws his big kicks. Throws his big hands. Hits incredibly hard. Chandler's been knocked out a few times. He got knocked out his last time out. A lot of the times he gets knocked out, it's a real clipping shot. He doesn't recover as well as he used to. It's a shot that you don't see coming. It's a clip. It's never like he's standing straight up and it's a fucking, you see the punch coming and he gets flatlined. It's a real sneaky little clip and then he just doesn't recover well and he gets TKO'd or, or what have you. The same thing happened with uh, Little Pitbull, Charles Oliveira. Um, that happens to him. Gaethje has a good left hook. He has good power. So this made me really take a pause. I was going to add Gaethje to my slime dog parlay. I took him out. Oh, yeah, I took him smart. out. And it, 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 it was it was a little bit scary to me. I'm going to go long-winded. I'm going to go Gaethje because I do think Gaethje's a little bit more durable in the beginning. But the longer the fight goes, I think it favors Chandler because I think Chandler just needs to wrestle. I really do. I think Gaethje's was exposed on the ground. I think get in close, fuck him up a little bit. I don't know why people are afraid to wrestle Gaethje. Take his ass down. I think Michael Chandler's the decorated wrestler. He, fought, he fucking wrestled at Missouri, which is one of the best wrestling schools in the country. You know, Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, those guys came from there. So if I was... with Usman. Yeah, right. If I was if I was that guy, you you would take him down. I think, you know, Chandler is, is an entertaining guy. You know, he talks about, I, I came over there, put on good fights. Same with Justin Gaethje. And I'm praying as a fan that we get a fucking slobber knocker. Both guys hurt each other, flatline, crazy fight, which I think probably is going to happen. But if I was in Chandler's ear, I would say, let's wrestle this guy because he got exposed on the ground a little bit. Um, but I can't fucking and, wait. And did Gaethje, I mean, I'm thinking of reverse psychology here because Gaethje was saying at the press conference, oh, this guy's going to shoot. This guy's yeah. going to shoot. Right. So I don't know if Chandler was saying that I'm not going to shoot or if Gaethje's like, hey, you're a bitch if you shoot because secretly I really don't want you to because my wrestling isn't as good as people think it is. I think exactly is what it was is I think he I think he said that. I think he's like, oh, the first guy to take a back step's a bitch. The first guy to shoot's a, a bitch. You know, he's going to be diving at my legs or whatever. And Chandler just said, hey, listen, we're the two best. He like deflected. We're just two best in the division. We're going to go out there we're going to give a great fight. Oh, um, is that right? He deflected. Yeah, he didn't He didn't go, no, I ain't going to shoot. Like, I'm, I'm coming right at you. He just deflected. Kind of was like, no, we're, we're two best in the division. We're going to put it, we're going to put on a fucking performance. Because um, we do the eye test, man. Like, Chandler's fucking bricked up. Yeah. And he makes Justin Gaethje look like a little middle schooler. So yeah. there's no doubt in my mind who's going to be 
heavier on the ground right. and just stronger on the ground. And the striking is one thing, but right. And, and Gagey's never been tested in the UFC with his takedown defense. In World Series of Fighting, a couple guys tried to take him down. He was really good with the scrambles. Khabib's the only guy that really tried to take him down. Poor Ray didn't. Eddie Alvarez didn't. James fucking Vic didn't. Tony Ferguson didn't. Donald Cerrone didn't. So we, he's got to prove his take on the fence. And I really think if you're Michael Chandler and you want to get another shot at the title, you 10-8 the champion in the first round. You 10-8ed him. Like, you almost had him out of there. And then you just got caught, mm-hmm. right? That should tell you everything. And then and then if you got to go through Islam, you better get that wrestling tight. And I think Michael Chandler is the worst matchup for Islam if they end up fighting. Um, so, I, listen, I, I picked Gaethje just because that was my initial gut reaction. I think he's going to catch Chandler. But I love this fight. I, I don't want either guy to lose. I do like both guys. I really do. I mm-hmm. think they're both elite. I just want to see more from Gaethje. I want him to prove himself because, listen, if he wins this fight and they give him Islam, it's going to be the same thing what happened with Khabib. I want yeah. to see this guy fucking step it up. But God damn, is this a fucking good fight. I can't wait for this fight. I'm so excited. And speaking about excited, co-main event time. I can't believe this line. This line's crazy to me. I know it's moved a little bit, but this line is nuts. So, Rose Amunis, Thug Rose, minus 110. She's fighting Wei, uh, Zhang Wei Li. She's also a minus 110. Uh, pick them lines. Again, I don't know what it is. Rematch from their fight a couple months ago where Rose knocked her out in the first round. Uh, Who is it? Christian? Christian, you go. Is it right? Or is it? Yeah, Christian goes. Christian, you go, bub. All right. I mean, it's... Uh, look, I'll let you break down the X's and O's of it. Sure. Um, what I think about this one is, so I picked Wiley last time and I was pretty confident. I mean, she was a pretty big favorite last time. There's just so little we can gain from that. I mean, that fight was over so quick. So quick. Um, that it's like, dang, like I, you know, I kind of picture this fight going the distance. <laughs> so, and I picture this one going, I picture that one going the distance or close to it. And I picture this one kind of the same. Um, I always think back to the Andrage fights with, you know, with Rose and just, you know, just, well, not the slam even just the one, the way she gassed in that third round, mm-hmm. uh, is like scary. And this is a five rounder. I mean, Andrage is a powerhouse and I, I could see how that would be exhausting fighting her. Um, I mean, MMA math says... MMA math easily said, oh, well, because I think, <laughs> you know, I think you ought to beat, uh, Wiley yeah, in that fight. I think she, uh, I think she did too. I think, you know what, the, now that that fight has kind of settled, most people do too. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's on the Joanna side. It's crazy. I thought it from first watching and I loved it, but I'm like, that's three, two Joanna. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how I scored. That's a great fight. Great fight. Um, I circled Wiley, but I'm talking myself back off of it. Um, immediate rematches in like in a huge margin favor the one who won the first fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers are crazy and in title fights, it's even crazier. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to reverse course on myself right here. Somehow <laughs> oh. I talked myself off of Wiley and I'm going to go with uh, my up the street neighbor Rose. There you go. I love this fight. And I love that they did it quick. Well, Zhang Wali, the only Chinese champion ever in the UFC. Um, she's fantastic. She's adorable too. Like I know there's like a, 
I mean, and everywhere, every parts of the world, there's like people, no matter your ethnicity, you're getting hated on. But really, Chinese people or Asian Americans are really getting some hate right now. And I have no idea why. Wei Li at the press conference was so adorable. I don't love her haircut. She cut it short. But you know what? She yeah. was, it, was like a, it was like a rebirth. She's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm back now, right? Um, but Wei Li, I, I've always rooted for her. Her fights are always fantastic. I, I won a lot of money on her when she knocked out Andrade. I didn't have it by knockout, but I had her winning. She was an underdog in that. And then the Joanna fight. I, I don't know who I, I think I had Wei Lee. No, maybe, I don't know. But it doesn't matter if I won or lost because that fight was was awesome. So entering Rose. Rose has been a, kind of a roller coaster for me. Like, you know, I deal with anxiety myself, or at least I have in the past. And I know she's kind of full of anxiety, but she also performs. Sometimes it gets the better of her. I like how she has a switch. Like today at the press conference, you could tell she she had that switch. She looks to be in phenomenal shape. Her arms, she was flexing on the stage at, during the stare downs. Her arms looked a good size bigger. So cardio was an issue in the Andrade fight. It's been an issue a lot in her career. A lot of people think Wally Zhang is going to take her down because she's training with uh, Henry uh, Cejudo in Arizona. Rose is a killer off her back. Rose, Rose has got arm bars, triangles. Like, I, I don't know if that would be the right course for uh, Zhang Wei Li unless she picks her up and dumps her like Andrade did. Zhang Wei Li is a little fucking tank, right? Striking, though, I think Jay, Zhang Wei Li is a little bit overrated. I thought Yuana got the best of her. I think she's hittable. I think she's very durable. Rose obviously knocked her out her last time, and Rose is really slick with her striking. This whole camp, now she knows what to expect with Wei Li. She's felt her presence. She's felt her movement. Uh, I know Wei Li didn't do much in the first fight, but she's felt her before. And with a coach like Trevor Whitman, she's going to get ready. So if mentally Rose is there, I like Rose in this. I'm surprised this line's like that. A lot of people are thinking the same thing. Like, well, we didn't get to see much last time. It was a fluke knockout or whatever. I like Rose a lot. I like Rose in this the, the spot here. This is the fight I'm going to bet. I, you know, I like the number because I'm taking Rose, but I am surprised by it. Timbo, what do you got, babe? Where's our heads at? Where's the heads? I'm sorry. Let me let me go there. Let me. Go there. I was nice. I was slacking. I was slacking. My bad, bud. Go ahead and add my big head up there too on, on Rose. There you um, go. Yeah, I think I think this this is going to come down to patience, and I think that's kind of it's going to be Zhang's kryptonite. You know, you look at Joanna, what she do? Fucking goes forward, mm-hmm. full full speed ahead. Fucking Andrade, same thing. Goes forward, full speed ahead. And when when she's not fighting that war with them, we saw what happened. You know, she she fucking put, put, took her right hand down and got fucking head kicked, got her head kicked off her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rose is just the the much more patient fighter. Um, as much as people might not like it, like this could go five rounds, and I think Rose could really just piece her up. You know, mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the thing, like she did to Andrade prior to gassing out. Um, so I mean. She's obviously got the power to, I mean, she just has a, a, a what is it, a yin to every yang mm-hmm. that I think Zhang will have. You know, if she gets taken down, she's dangerous off her back. Uh, if she gets fucking, you know, crowded, she still has the power to, you know, knock her out as she did um, Ioana. So I like I like Rose here. Love the line, minus 110. I know it's, it's moving up in Rose's favor because last time I saw it, she was a plus 100. Um, so might as well get it while you can because she might, she might move into favorites here so give me rose too right yeah this fight rose is almost perfect as a fighter as a female fighter she really is her wrestling is not on point but her jujitsu is but the one thing is her cardio right her movement she moves so much and she does a lot of foot movement that by the end of the third round like in the andrage fight she got her fucking nose busted and andrage wasn't stopping right so if rose really tightens up that cardio which i hope she has i mean she hikes in colorado and she's running around so 
I, I'm hoping she has um, because this is uh, this is a big spot for her. all right running through hotel hallways. Yeah, you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I haven't watched yeah. any of the on, stuff. Yeah, on the embedded, her and uh, what's her husband's name? Pat, Fucking, uh, Pat Barry. Yeah, Pat. Like they're they're training inside the <laughs> inside the hotel, and there's and Rose is just sprinting through the long hallway hotels, and he's like, "You can move so fast when you're going through hallways. You can move so fast." <laughs> You have to see it. I gotta watch it's that. Dude. They're they're like a they're they're weird. There was a video of her waking him up by punching him dead in the face. It was one of Jesus. the funniest videos. Let me see if I can find it. I can definitely screen share something here. Let me let me pop this up. It's really fucking funny. Like she sings like a Disney song, and she actually has a pretty good voice. And then she wakes him up, and just, I mean, she fucking punches him in the face. Let's see. They used to be really funny. Uh, they used to do like dancing in the snow. They used to have like a whole YouTube thing where they were fucking hilarious. All right, so let's see. Here. Stream 85 plus Oops. channels and save up to five. All right, let me screen share this bitch. Uh, ah, fuck. Hold on. It said something about updating your system audio. I know we're going on a uh, on a tangent here, but this is a this is a great video. Okay, let's see. Bam. Uh, Safari. Uh, there we go. I don't know if you guys can see. God damn it! All right, here we go. Can you guys see that better? Or yeah, at all? it's a little bit. Hundred dollars okay. a year with YouTube TV. Try it free. Sound on? Yeah. I can see what's happening. Can you hear it? What? And no, they don't really have not. a clue. Oh, they'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line: our yeah, trio's down the tube. I know. By dude. the way, how hot was she with hair? A lot hotter. Yeah. Like, sweet uh, five there. Yeah. There's magic everywhere. And with all this romantic atmosphere, disasters in the air. Oh, shit. Love on this. Yeah, dude. You love this. Can yeah, you feel the love tonight? The peace, the evening There he is. Sleep. Time for a baby. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. <laughs> Damn. Oh, fuck. She's oh. so mad, dude. Yeah, dude, they used to do fucking funny stuff all the time. Now they're kind of like... Very zen kind of weirdo type stuff. I used to love Pat Barry. He did like this techno Viking dance in a barber shop, which is fucking hilarious. He's a legend for that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I love that. All right. So we all picked. We're all uh, now it's the main event time. Now it's now it's the meat and potatoes, meat and motherfucking potatoes. Kamar Usman, he's gone up. He was minus <sighs> 290. He has since uh, he's over 300 now versus Colby Covington plus 225. I lead the dance. This is my guy, Kamar Usman. Uh, everyone knows that. I'm picking Kamar Usman. Um, let me break it down just a little bit. I think this line is 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 very disrespectful to Colby. I think Colby and them had a very close fight. It was 2-2 going into the fifth. Regardless of the... Sal D'Amato had it. He had it for Colby. Did he have a Colby? Yeah. So I, 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 I had it two two going in. Uh, Kamara was landing the bigger shots. Colby was landing, I think, more shots, but just not as bigger shots. His face was a complete mess. One of the all time greatest welterweight fights of all time. He's only fought once since then. It was it was Tyron Woodley, right? So the inactivity maybe can pump this lineup. And Kamara's fought three times. Two of those were finishes. 
I like that Kamara's with Trevor Whitman a lot longer now. He wasn't with Trevor Whitman the first time they fought. I think his striking's got a lot better. I see a lot of people on Twitter that are huge Colby fans that are like, I'm so sick of people saying that Kamara's gotten better and like acting like Colby has it. No, he definitely has. We just haven't seen it. So as a capper, we can assume he's gotten better, but Colby's not a big 170. He's not a big puncher. He can outland Kamara and maybe be faster in him. And uh, he's not knocking Kamara out. I see Colby's path to victory is I would like him to wrestle a little bit. I would like to, because both these guys have great gas tanks, but Colby's pressure and his, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that wants to take you down 10 times. And he'll let you get up because just so he can take you down again. That's his pressure. And that's what broke Tyron Willie. Tyron Willie faked a rib injury. He was like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't go. Um, but Tyron Willie, regardless of what you think about him, how shitty he is now, he was a good wrestler. And Colby's mm. pressure just fucking dwarfed him. Um, but I have a feeling this is going to look a lot like the first fight. Uh, Colby is now well-positioned at MMA Masters. He's liking those coaches. More people are flocking to that gym down there in South Florida. Because um, I believe with the Kamara fight, I think maybe he wasn't with American Top Team at that point. I think they kicked him out because of the whole Poirier thing. I can't fully remember, but... Both these guys got new new camps. I love Trevor Whitman. Kamara's my guy. We all know that. Um, so I, I like him in this spot. I will say, though, I think this line's a little egregious. I think Kamara should be the favorite, obviously, but he's a 3-1 to one favorite right now. Um, and, and regardless of me being a, a Kamara fan or whatever, me being a capper, Colby Covington has everything he, he available to win this fight, right? He can outstrike him. I don't think he's going to finish him, but he can outstrike him. He can potentially outwrestle him, even though Kamara's never been taken down. And cardio kills, right? Kamara's shown good cardio, but I think the first fight, Colby pressure with strikes as opposed to pressure wrestling, and that's a whole different ballgame. So I like Guzman. He's my guy. Timbo, who you got here, babe? It's hard not to go for Usman, man. Yeah. Tell me. Granted, you know, when you were talking about the pressure and, uh, you know, the, the wrestling pressure that they put on Tyron, you're, you're spot on because that's exactly what happened. And uh, the pressure that he put on Usman fight one is also what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, call it what you want, but Usman faked that nut shot. That was bullshit. That was a 100% liver shot. And he also faked that bullshit eye poke. Um, can I def- needed to t- can, can I defend my guy for one second? I do yes. think the nut shot was fake. I, I it was a liver kick. I I didn't see anything hit the nuts, but I think he did get poked in the eye. But the problem was is he he held a different eye, so it, the optics were bad. But I did think he got poked in the eye. Regardless, continue. Go ahead. Well, but the and nonetheless, the liver shot, yeah. aka nut shot, was <clears throat> hey bro, I need a timeout. Sure, sure. The pressure you're putting on me right now, I can't <clears throat> deal with. Sure. Um. But like you can't say that this dude. I mean, I, I don't know if he's on juice. I don't. I, it's not fair to even say that. CEO but, um, of EPO is what Colby says. Yeah. So what does that mean? Was is that something different? EPO yeah. is what TJ was on. It's what like the cyclists take. Oh, oh. So the I mean, cardio, that's what it seems cardio, like, the cardio is just. I mean, that's what Lance Armstrong did. The cardio is just crazy. That's what. Mm. That's what Colby kept saying. CEO of EPO. And then he <laughs> and then he asked because like Kamar, there's pictures of Kamara with like little pimples on his belly that people think are injection marks. So Colby asked him about the about the body, and then I love Kamara. I think Kamara's suit was absolute fire, but he deflected by like doing like the gay shit. Like, oh, what are you looking at men's bodies for? It's like ah, that's a weak one, bro. Yeah, that's come weak. On, yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, Colby was one thousand percent winning the war on the mic, but he, he's not going to win the war in the octagon. I think I think he gets finished again. Wow. Um, and I, I don't think there's going to be 
any question about this one. I mean, this this dude fucking Kamara is different. And it sucks he's so fucking goofy because like he could really be a star, and, and and I think he will be, but just not to not to the level that he could be if he had any type of personality that wasn't straight goofball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give me Usman. You know, before Christmas, you know what I think his big weakness is? Because I do think he has personality. I think he's kind of smooth. He's got some swagger to him. He definitely can dress. The biggest thing I think hindered him is when the whole Marty from Nebraska came out, right? Because literally that's what they called him when he wrestled in Nebraska. He was so mad about that. And it's mm-hmm. like, bro, just roll with it. Make a shirt that says it. Like, say, I want to be called by Kamaro, but like, yeah, I went by Marty. I think that hurt a lot of like. Oh, yeah. Because he wants to be, you know, African yeah, King. Right. Be, yeah. The, the, and you can you know. still be that, but be like, yeah, fuck. People call me, call me whatever you want. Like, my, I get my last name. Everyone calls me by my last name. Everyone calls me, by, you know, people call me by my first name. I, I'm a nickname guy. Who fucking cares, right? But I get it, you know, whatever. All right. Christian, bring it home, baby. All right. You guys know that uh, the line for Chemayev Usman is tighter than this line is. I did. I saw that. Yeah. I just I just looked at it right now because I was going to say this is Usman's toughest test. And I think the first fight definitely proved that. I mean, mm-hmm. Colby was in it all the way. Um, I mean, these guys both, well, if one's on EPO, both are. It's one, you know, it's not one or the other. It's sure, both sure. Neither. Um, yeah, I mean, incredible gas tanks. Uh, I mean, these are both elite fighters. They Both their average fight time is over 15 minutes, which mm-hmm. just shows, like, the amount wow. of, like, yeah. I mean, that's how much five-round experience they have. Um, obviously, you know, they're both dangerous. I, The thing is, yeah, I mean, Colby, whatever happened with his jaw last time, Usman is a much better striker now than he was then. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's... I kind of, I mean, I think he's better everywhere. I mean, they're both highly, highly skilled wrestlers, but, you know, both elite in it. Um, They're both good at stopping takedowns. They're both good at getting takedowns. So it's a lot of times that ends up neutralizing itself. And I think we'll see him probably standing and banging for most of it. Um, Maybe some sort of, you know, desperation takedown. Somebody gets rocked. You know, we saw Burns, Clip Usman. And, um, yeah, I, you know, Masvidal is almost unfinishable or unknockoutable, and Usman sat him down real quick. Um, I, I can't bet against Usman until until he loses. I'm going to keep riding this train. I mean, these lines, they've all been like minus 270, minus 250, minus 270, minus 300. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, Perfect you know, parlay boosters. Mm-hmm. I don't bet that straight, but again, this is, I said this last week, we all picked Yon. It uh, looks like we're all a new swan here, but right. this is a, you know, you can hedge out really easy with a right. plus 200 <clears> something <throat> line if you got Usman in your parlays. Correct. So I'm on him. I, I mean, he's one of your guys, but he's one tier down for me. I, I love watching him fight. Yeah. He's gotten so much better. He was strictly a wrestler, and then he he, he really has improved. And I know people are like, oh, EPO, whatever. And Colby has done the same thing. They're perfect foes for each other um, because they're, they're very similar. It's a, it's a tough matchup for both guys. I think even if Colby loses this, He'll go on to beat maybe the rest of the division because he's that just tough of a matchup. Kamara's never been taken down, and Colby's been taken down, but you know his takedown defense is, is really good. They're both very similar. I think this the only really difference is is I think Colby has a speed advantage. And I think Kamara has a power. I think Kamara, I mean, look what he's built. Like he really found his power. I mean, he fucking slept Moswell. He's never been slept before. Um, you know, he knocked out Gilbert Burns. It was a TKO, but he basically knocked out Gilbert Burns as well. 
Um, so he found his power, which I love. When you're built like that, you got to find, you got to be confident. But most wrestlers just lean on their wrestling because they're afraid to strike. But I'm excited for this fight. The, the, the press conference today, you know, I think Colby's sometimes a goop. I think his, his shit's all pre-recorded, and sometimes he kind of gets words in his mouth mixed up a little bit. Um, but he, he cut a little deep on Kamara, and, and Kamara pushed him at the press conference during mm-hmm. the stare-downs. He, he's like, come, let's get a little closer, and he pushed him. And uh, I think that got into his head a little bit. I, I, I don't think uh, Kamara really liked um, being talked to that way. All right, boys. Hey, wait, wait, before we do that, wait. Molly yeah. absolutely loves the Usman footstops. Footstops. Okay. What do you guys think about those? It's like her favorite. <laughs> it's an old school, old school, old yeah. school thing. I know some fighters said it does nothing, and other fighters like, "Ooh, that hurts." Um, you know, I I'm a guy that has I have a foot problem right now because I showed you my, my foot. So <laughs> the idea of my me getting my foot stop right now would absolutely kill me. I'd bend over and tap out like that would hurt. The top of my foot has golf balls in it. <laughs> Fucking. I remember Randy Couture used to do it a lot. Randy Couture against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it started with like down in like Brazil, like like Brazil fighting like bare knuckle. That was like a big thing. And yeah, I mean, listen, some fighters say, yeah, that does nothing. Other fighters are like, oh no, dude, that fucking fucked up my toe, broke my toe. I mean, look at John Jones. John, that wasn't from a foot stop, but John Jones's toe got ripped in half. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you fuck up your toe, I mean, shit, that hurts. You know what I mean? So, all right, let's go locks time, baby. Mortal lock, dog lock, send him home. Uh, Kristen, you're the champ. You get to pick whatever one you want first, buddy. That's your right for being so goddamn smart. So tell us what you want. Oh, man. Tell us what you want. My, uh, my dog lock's already locked up because you guys didn't take them, so I'm good. <laughs> what's the limit on the mortal before you lose a point? Uh, I, I, I capped it at 300. Okay. Oh, so 300. All right. 300. Uh, that's the Dev Tejada rule. If Dev, you're watching, you still live on, brother. That's your rule right there. Because he used to pick <laughs> 800s, 900s, 1200s. That guy. Chevchenko. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, last week, so did me and Christian tie or did he win outright? He, you guys tied. You guys, it was okay. 10, 10, and then All I right, had nine. Close. Yeah. 10, 10, and then I had nine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'll start with the send them then. Send them. Uh, yeah. Give me Gaethje. Gaethje and the send them. That's a that's get a, him out of here. Get him out of here. Let me see if it, send him home. Send, send him, him home, home early. Uh, I'll go send him home. Real easy for me, Alex Pereira, because I got him in the square parlay. Timbo, you're send him homes, babe. Usman. Ooh. Thank you, send him. Hey, you get an extra point for just picking him, man. I I, I respect that. <laughs> All right, Timbo, you came in second, so you get to pick next. Uh, do you want mortal dog? What you got here, babe? Uh, oh man, I like I want to like make this real fun, but like there's so easy picks that like sure. I just love. Like, no, you gotta win. I want my fucking belt back. Hey, you play to win back. the game. Win the game. Goddamn right, I do. Give me dog lock. Give me Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar dog lock. That is a good motherfucking choice, Timbo. Christian dog lock, babe. Who you got? I'll take Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear, <laughs> that's a smart play too. Because old Canoli Volante, he's just gonna—they're gonna have the fucking wheelbarrow him into the goddamn octagon. All right, hey, dog lock. Hey, forget about it. Uh, listen, everyone knows my dog lock. It's gonna be Chris Curtis. Um, 
I, it is a friend pick, but it's also like, listen, if I hit this, I'm hitting 3,100 and I get to see a good friend win his UFC debut. And I think there's a shot. I think Phil Halls has one way to win and that's taking him down and grinding him out. But I think if, if, if Halls tires out, it's, it's Chris's fight. Uh, give me the dog lock there. All right. Mortal lock time. This is the guy I've been talking about all week. I sent you a text. It's going to be Ian Gary. He's my, he's my, uh, he's my mortal lock. I'm so confident in this kid, uh, skills. And, and I like the matchup for him. Uh, Christian Mortal or no Timbo Timbo Mortalock. Shit. Give me a uh, fuck. This is tough. Damn it, my bad. Hold on. You're one good, second. bud. You're good. Yeah, the Mortal was a tough one for me this week too. It would only it would only would have been tough. Well, yeah. no, because I would have had a Usman too, but Tim already took him. Give me uh, give me Jacoby. Jacoby, I figured that would be your guy. I almost had it written yeah. down already. All right, and Christian CC, the champ, end it with your mortal lock here. Give us a guaranteed motherfucking winner. Ah, uh, man, I was <laughs> gonna take, I was gonna take Jacoby, but I, I needed to find out that rule. You know, I'm about numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take a uh, Melsic bag to Sarian minus two ninety on Fandor. There now. you go. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good pick. He's a young guy. He's a young guy, un- unproven, but listen, he's a fucking star. All right, before we end the show, I got a parlay. I got my slime ball parlay all queued up. I, I struggle with this, right? Because there's two guys I'm obviously very confident in, and it was either like, okay, so I can either do three guys like I normally do, three plays, get a plus number, and, and drag it out like that, or I could do what I did, and I did. So I'm going slime ball parlay, Kamar Uzman minus 310, Ian Gary minus 375. That's five motherfucking units at minus Bro. Five Ooh. units. Five units. I almost went six. I only have about nine units in my account. So I was I wanted to do half, but six was really calling to me. It comes out to minus 149. I almost added like a Gaethje in there to try to get to a plus number. But I'm like, no, these are the two fucking guys I'm locked in. I like minus 149. You got to put big money down to win big money, baby. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, so let's do it. Let's do it. That's the sign ball parlay, baby. Uh, and then I had the square the square bet uh, pick parlay as well, which I think is going to hit too. I'm confident this week. I just see winners. Everywhere I look, well, I what's the square, square bet square what we, okay, yeah. so it's Al, uh, Al Aquinta, uh, Bobby Green going to the decision, and then Alex Pereira winning by KO, and that came out to plus 140 something. And I'm going to put about, okay. two, I think I'm going to put about a unit or two units on that. I, I, I don't know yet. I'll see what I, what I do when I get down there. But uh, I don't, last week I had like eight or nine straight plays. I don't know how many, like straight picks. I think I'm only do one or two. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy on some of these and then just do one or two little plays there. But obviously I'm betting Chris. I'm gonna bet him finish. I'm gonna bet him money line. So fuck, I'm excited. This is the longest we've ever went. Hour and fifty minutes. I know we had some technical difficulties. I know we watched Rose punch Pat Barry in the fucking face, but uh, <laughs> technical difficulties and all, man. I'm fucking pumped for this card. Pumped. I wish you boys lived close because. Even though you can't legally bet in Cincinnati Hard Rock Casino, uh, we had a casino in Cincinnati. They redid it to the Hard Rock Casino, and it looks fucking awesome. TVs everywhere and stuff. I, if you guys were anywhere close, we would go there and watch the fights. Can't gamble though yet, but because Ohio sucks. But we're we're coming, we're coming for it, huh? All right, boys, Let's get it. That is that was fun. That was fun. A lot of fun. Christian's mustache. I've been staring at it all fucking day. <laughs> Timbo's team won the World Series. Chop on. The Bengals lost to the Jets. Mike White did 400 yards. I'm not talking about it yet, 
But that really happened. The one in five fucking Jets beat the Bengals. So um, I need a W. I need some wins, and I'm getting them this weekend, boys. All right? Let's go. Let's motherfucking go. I'll talk to you guys. See ya. Those are my guys right there. Those are my motherfucking guys. Sorry about some of the technical issues. Um, that that is uh, that is one hundred percent on me. The the program stopped that. I use Restream. I think Twitter. So if you if you listen to the show or watch the show on Twitter and you can't comment or you're like, hey, he's not seeing my comments. That's not intentional. I I did it on my phone. I couldn't see the comments either. When they switched Twitter live over, something broke. Something fucking broke. I apologize to the fullest. Do it on YouTube. MMA takes podcasts on YouTube. You comment. Put it on the screen. We'll chat them up. I live for shit like this. Um, thank you for listening. Go subscribe to the podcast. Go subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel, MMA Takes Podcast. Christian Tim, Temptations 10, That Play Beasy, MMA Takes Podcast, all on Twitter. We're all very active on Twitter. Um, yeah, let's go. UFC 268, baby. Time to make some fucking money, baby. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.